welcome back, welcome back, welcome bacon. How about that one? Welcome back, dudes. It's Wednesday, uh, or I should say, Odin's dog, Uns dog. Uh, good to see you all. Hope you're all doing well out there in uh, Bacon Land. A bit late today. I do apologize for that, but uh, hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Want to do a good show for you guys, you know, and that's what it takes sometimes. You got to pull everything together, right? Um, anyway, thank you for joining us live. Do appreciate it. Henrik here, Red Ice TV. We're doing No Go Zone on Wednesdays, and we try to start at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, what is that? Midnight Central European time. Oh, what are you going to do? Sometimes you're a bit late. Um, and by the way, I do want to say as well, BitChute, if you're watching uh, the archives or, you know, the uh, replay, whatever you prefer, uh, on BitChute, I was posting about it on our Telegram, t.me slash TV. Make sure you follow us there. About to pass, what, 10,000. So thank you, everyone, who's following us there. Uh, we upload the videos and stuff there, too, so you can watch it there, actually. But, um, yeah, so BitChute is having some kind of issue. I've heard from other people that have had this issue in the, in the past. They just they can't publish anything. They, they they can't post anything. It just doesn't work for them. And I just I the tricks that I didn't know at the time um, that always worked for me all of a sudden stop working. And so I so I there is a workaround, right? So shorter videos seems to be somewhat okay. They do publish within you know reasonable time or whatever. Uh, but the longer shows, if it, if it's over, I think it's when it's over two hours, possibly. I'm not sure, uh, but it could be even just one hour. Uh, I'm not sure, but. Uh, I have to break them up <laughs> for BitChute to process and then publish the videos. And I know it's really annoying, uh, but what you're going to do, I wrote the BitChute support and they're just like, oh, we'll try to delete it and upload it again. And I've, I've done that like, you know, 20 times one day. It just doesn't work. Uh, so hopefully it's just something temporary. Now, if you find it so annoying that you just don't want to watch there, uh, you can watch our stuff on uh, Odyssey, of course, Odyssey or VK, Rumble, you can watch it on um, Brand New Tube and Joshu TV. You can watch the replays, of course, uh, both on uh, Trovo. I think they keep it for, for a while, a couple of weeks or so. Uh, Twitter, as long as we have that, we uh, repost it there too. So there's a number of ways you can watch it, obviously, uh, RedEyesMembers.com and RedEyes.TV as well, so you can watch it there. But anyway, that's an annoying thing we've been uh, struggling with, but uh, it is what it is until that's fixed. Uh, I'm not sure what they're how they're doing on the live streaming front, but uh, what are you going to do? All right. So lots to uh, get into today. I hope you guys are feeling uh, well, doing well. I do appreciate everyone joining us. I see a couple over on Odyssey already. Uh, there are a couple of ways. If you want to join in today, one of the best ways, of course, is entropystream.live slash TV. I see a couple over there, too. Uh, actually, one Jimmy Fallis. It is Wednesday, my dudes. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that. Uh, we have a couple on... Uh, Odyssey, Mr. Wright, dudes, thank you, sir. Good to see you. Uh, Cranky Cracker with a um, with a library token, simply with the Red Eyes TV. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. A, a nice heart for, for us there. Uh, and from Mr. Wright, Bitchute banned a third of the channels I subbed to. Is that uh, is that as bad as it is now? That's sad. Uh, it's very sad. I know that they are obviously uh, at the mercy of, uh, what, uh, UK law, right? Is that what, what it is? That they're at the mercy of UK law. So whatever they think is, is bad, uh, I assume they have to uh, remove. Otherwise, uh, you know, they will confiscate bitchute.com and possibly even like their servers or something like that, right? Um, so I know it's rough, but I do not, in one way, I do not blame them unless they could have done something different, maybe moving to another country or something like that. I'm not sure, but it, it's uh, it's the sad truth, uh, Mr. Wright. I do appreciate you uh, joining us over there. Uh, also, Imminent Rain, good to see you, sir. Prometh Promethean hails so hard. Good to see you. See you Saturday. Uh, always good to, uh, of you to stop by. 
Hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, so we have quite a bit to get into here today, so I think we should just kind of uh, just just start. Oh yeah, Aud you can join us uh, as as we said to uh, over on Odyssey, Odyssey.com at Red Ice TV. We do uh, ch check for uh, super chats over there. They have a good uh, method. I'm still waiting for the uh, what was it called again? The uh, oh the uh, like the uh, the the, nor the normal super chat, but someone said that there was uh, with Stripe uh, interfaces, which would be very uh, silly to be honest if that's the case. But uh, we'll have to see. Uh, if that's how they choose to do it. So I, I posted on this um, on Twitter and Gab, actually, but uh, some of you might not have seen it. It's the latest attempt uh, to basically try to claim that uh, our, our wonderful and uh, very brave, uh, and I mean that in a, in a not in an ironic way, Nordic uh, slash Viking ancestors, they, they, they've attempted to try to take them down, right, on a number of occasions. There's a lot of people that... Uh, feel uh, affinity with uh, with this particular time period, and of course, it's uh, it's always a great, uh, great historical place to go to when you kind of want to seek some inspiration and stuff like that. People just they just love the Vikings, right? So therefore, the uh, powers that be must attack them, right? They must associate them with different things. The late latest attempt now is to kind of say that they're we're somehow uh, supportive of like gender you know non-binary like gender uh you know different gender identities and these kinds of things right thousand year old remains maybe maybe note to may right there in that sentence maybe of a highly respected non-binary warrior study finds this was uh this was going around all over the place here's google news a couple of samples here uh, Smithsonian mysterious Iron Age burial may hold remains of elite non-binary person. Uh, RT the discovery of grave uh, of the grave of a quote non-binary Viking in Finland proves there's nothing new under the LGBTQ sun, just far more noise. So I guess RT here is arguing uh, this is some kind of proof of of LGBTQ activism. If you go back in our historical record here. Uh, which is which is pretty gay. Independent scientists discover medieval warrior given lavish burial a thousand years ago was likely non-binary. Likely non-binary. Sputnik, thousand-year-old Iron Age Finnish grave ascribed to prominent non-binary person. You get the idea. It just goes on and on and on. Every story under the sun, right? Smart news. Mysterious Iron Age burial may hold remains of elite non-binary person. The previous attempt was this lie and I did a long video about it at the time and, and it was exposed as a fake but it was this Viking inscription which apparently said Allah on it right and it was proof that many of the Vikings they really just could they've converted to Muslim to Islam right and so they were all Muslims basically uh, so this is the, the way that the, the the tricks that they play on us right to uh, to get us to, to, to bow down and accept uh, the current plan of our demise that they have for us, which is currently in European countries and, of course, specifically in the Nordic countries, Nordic countries, um, becoming outnumbered by uh, by Muslims, by Arabs, and then accepting that and saying, "Well, you know, there, there were there were contacts like that in the past, and it turns out the Vikings were really, you know, some of them converted as well, so you know, it's not not a big deal or whatever." It turns out to be a fake. Well, guess what? Uh, even though all these these headlines are we've shown here from. NPR and uh, all these places here, right? Here's the latest one of Google. Google News, the outtake here. Washington Post. 
uh, India Today, USA Today, all these uh, headlines, same headlines, same, uh, you know, same image. It was, it was making the rounds here. Um, uh, it's nothing but a bunch of bullshit. Could you have guessed? Could you have guessed that uh, by looking at the headlines? First of all, uh, here's uh, Tula Tide. Follow him on uh, Twitter or uh, Gab or Telegram or all places. Very good, uh, very good guy. Does a lot of good posts. Uh, obese feminist academics claim that Finnish Viking Swantaka Vesitirnomäki grave was non-binary. I do apologize to my uh, Finnish audience for that for slaughtering that. Uh, that's as good as he's going to get. So basically, we'll do the uh, uh, the teal deer here in a, in a moment. Here, too long. Don't didn't read right. But here, all, all you need to know that usually it's the, the why in the world. Uh, yeah, someone said the alley inscription is a spelling mistake. Yeah, I mean the Archie Bunker on, on Trovo. It wasn't even a like it wasn't even a, like a spelling mistake. It was just uh, what's the word again? Um, Epo, epophilia? What the hell is the term again? Are you seeing things in the clouds? There's a term for it. Um, <laughs> escapes my mind at the moment. Uh, periodolia or something? Periodolia, I think it is, right? You basically see things that are not there. Your your, your brain are piecing together these. Th- th- so there was another. That was another female scholar, right? A researcher, and um, yeah, she she was just seeing these things, and she thought it must say Allah. Look, will you look at that? And then there's other evidence. Oh, they had some hordes from the uh, from the Arab world, right? I mean, this is. Some of it was like the, the Islam was like 200 years old at that point, if even that, when some of these finds were, were taken up north, like, uh, you know, loot, uh, pirate loot, basically, right? Dan Negeld over on the uh, eastern side, Middle Eastern side, right? But anyway, you know, so it was a ring with Arabic inscription. Yes, they found that. Oh, big deal. What is it? it doesn't mean anything. They got treasures from all over the world. Uh, anyway, so it was another woman, and she was working at the Uppsala University. Here's three... You know, obese feminist authors, right? Before we get into the details of the study, Tudotad says here, these are some of the authors, just so you know what sort of people we're dealing with here. Um, she, her, gender, archaeology. That's right, most of them have that, like, in their, prona- their pronouns, uh, in their Twitter bios and stuff like that. So you know it's going to be, you know it's going to be a bunch of bullshit, right? Um... Here's a tweet from one of the authors, the self-described gender archaeologist, clarifying that the purpose of the study was to project modern gender ideology, which was invented in 1955 by a literal pedophile called John Money. That's a true story. Uh, On to ancient European history. So she said here, Ulla Mollinanen says here, we are not saying that the individual was a hermaphrodite, homosexual, or even intersex. We're saying that sex doesn't equal gender. Well, what what a stunning revelation. We haven't heard that before. Regardless of anatomical appearances, this person, just as anyone else living at any time, could have identified themselves anywhere in the gender spectrum. <laughs> could, well, it might have been anything. Look at this person we found. Maybe maybe they were totally just identifying as a flower pot. I mean, it could be the case, right? It may, look at this press release here. It may be a flower pot. Uh, anyway, so here's some, some of the finds from the burial and all that stuff, and then the, the actual study, and it was something here with like Kleinfeld syndrome, or like a genetic disorder that causes men to be born with an additional X chromosome, giving them XXY chromosomes rather than the regular XY chromosomes. For reference, women only have XX chromosomes, no Y chromosomes. Um, 
Yeah, so that it may have had that. It might have been uh, Kleinfeller syndrome. Well, we, we don't even know, right? So moobs, you know, man boobs and, and stuff like that. Uh, what is it? At worst, it says here, a man with Kleiner, Kleinerfeld syndrome. And again, they <laughs> like they don't know if that's what it was, but this is like what has, what has been thrown out there just to like confuse everybody. So one with, those, with that syndrome could have poor muscle development, small testicles, and moobs. And unfortunately, it looks like a doughboy soy boy, like one of the mo from modern times. Um, having Klinerfeld syndrome does not make a man non-binary or intersex or transgender or anything like that. Uh, anyway, so, so, so the bottom, the, the, here's the, uh, TLDR, uh, the TLDR here at the end. In summary, what do we actually know about this burial? Not much. It's a handful of bones with a few weapons and three brooch pins that some academics have used to make the speculative, speculative assumption that the individual was dressed in women's clothing. Oh, yeah, that has, so that has to be that has to be the case, right? Speculative. Maybe they were dressed in uh, in this. The clothing doesn't exist. So this claim can never be proven or disproven. Nevertheless, it was argued by many leftists that this individual was a strong, independent woman shield maiden. Genetic testing has now indicated that the individual may have been a man with Klinerfeld syndrome, but the DNA coverage was extremely poor quality and contamination cannot be ruled out. Klinerfeld syndrome is a genetic disorder. We talked about that. 83.4% of men with Klinerfeld syndrome are undiagnosed because their symptoms are so mild that they are indistinguishable from regular men with XY chromosomes. There are literally zero evidence for the ludicrous claim that this individual was so-called non-binary. As is often the case, this study is mostly leftist propaganda and ideology because they want to ruin our history and rewrite it. That, that, that's, the, that the war, that's the culture war. That's part of the culture war. And they do that with science now. Trust, just trust the science. Look at this study. It's, it totally says it. Uh, okay. Uh, with a smattering of factual information warped to fit the narrative. Here's a tweet from one of the authors saying that they, were no, that, that they have no way of knowing the so-called gender identity of the buried warrior. From Ilina Samela right there. Conclusion. Speculative bullshit built upon speculative bullshit. And that's all. All right. Good. Debunk that. Leave that. Just, just, just know that you, when you see this kind of bullshit, it's, it's most likely psychological uh, warfare on our on our collective european if you prefer then go go a, a ring deeper in nordic heritage right that's what it is all right <clears throat> good I'm, I'm sure i'm sure you can figure that out by looking at it all right uh so in other good news andrew cuomo has uh, has resigned now he's getting off easy right talk about this in a moment in more detail here he's getting off easy because he should, in fact, have been charged with uh, murder. So he put early on when the pandemic broke out, and you know, just like it is during flu season, there's a lot of old people that succumb to uh, to to this uh, this this disease, the, the influenza, uh, during flu season because their immune system is so compromised and so poor that uh, you know many many uh, old people, unfortunately, uh, you know, succumb to a disease. But what he did then is that he put these corona, these coronavirus uh, patients in nursing homes and which yielded the death of many people unnecessarily, I would say. Sure, they might have succumbed to something a year later or two years later or even a week later. But the point is he did it, right? So he's getting off easy. It was all this sex, um, 
is uh, sexual misconduct kind of thing. Now they just call it conduct, by the way. I, I, actually, if it's a pedophile, they call it sexual conduct. But if it's uh, a man making moves on a woman, then it's sexual misconduct. But anyway, enough with the details. Here's just one little sample uh, of what he said after he uh, during his uh, resignation uh, speech. But listen carefully. This is not pertaining specifically to any of the the allegations and stuff like that. It could. It's frankly a fairly weak case. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's being, you know, thrown out. And maybe it's for other reasons. We've talked about them past shows too. He's he's done. He's been pretty rough on the, some communities there in certain parts of uh, New York uh, up there, uh, if you know what I mean. So we don't know, but he could be have been thrown under the bus. Frankly, my point is getting off easy, especially now. This kind of helped to cover up the whole thing that he murdered like old people uh, in nursing homes. But listen to what he says. Very important how he views the role of government how he views specifically the role of government when it comes to the pandemic and what they should have done and 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 also his hyperbole exaggerated you know sob story here too i love you so much listen to this <laughs> this is one of the most challenging times for government in a generation government really needs to function today government needs to perform it is a matter of life and death government operations. And wasting energy on distractions is the last thing that state government should be doing. And I cannot be the cause of that. New York tough means New York loving. <laughs> and I love New York. I love you. And I love you. <laughs> and everything I have ever done has been motivated by that love. Of course. And I would never want to be unhelpful in any way. And I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside. Yeah, and that's the rest. But that, that's an interesting part there, right? Uh, beyond the, I love you. I love you so much. Um, he's basically he's saying he's saying he's saying there, you we government you need you must need the government. The government is there to take care of you, and you know many of these governors and many of these uh, uh, you know people in many of these. I mean, let's be honest, specifically red states, sorry blue states. I always get that confused. I was you know thought the color was wrong. But anyway, um, blue states. Right in the U.S., uh, have been uh, horrendous in their overreach. This power grab to use the pandemic and stuff like that. But it reminded me of this uh, clip from from uh, from V for Vendetta, which kind of summarizes in kind of a way where we are right now. And I couldn't. I, I remember it when the guy, uh, what's his name again, uh, the High Chancellor in V for Vendetta, is it Adam Adam Sutler? Is that his name in the movie or something? I, I'm seeing it here in the clip. I'm going to play. Um, Regardless, it, 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 it comes to that point where, where they tell the propagandists out there, everybody that's working on you know suppressing the population and stuff like that, they need to know that they need us. We, without us, they will, they will collapse, they will die, everything will fall apart. We are the very, we are life, right? The, the, the structure of authority and the government in its current conception is, is the only reason you can do anything at all, right? And with us, without us, you would die. But it was an interesting thing in the, at the end of the clip here, too, 
where they're basically saying let's uh, let's throw out a fake pandemic. Let's talk about uh, how it's just all um, you're all going to die uh, if you don't, uh, you know, the TV, the media is hyping this up in, in the V for Vendetta universe. You're all going to die and, and, you know, we have to be locked into your homes and stuff like that. Anyway, look at the clip. It's good. But it reminded me of this Cuomo thing here. Like you, you need us. Without us, you'd be, you'd, you'd be dead. Mr. Daskam, what we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. In the former United States, That's right. civil war continues to devastate the Midwest. Scientists attribute this latest water shortage to the lack of rainfall the last two years. Ministry officials expect water coupon prices to rise. Police have arrested nine suspects. Can you avian flu? Reporting avian flu summer. Outside the quarantine zone, a new airborne pathogen has killed 27 people. Yep. Authorities have uncovered new evidence linking the terrorist organization called V to the St. Mary's viral attack on London 14 years ago. All right, anyway. I don't necessarily like the movie, uh, to be honest. It's kind of, I mean, it's the Wachowski, the, the, the trans uh, brothers right now. I don't necessarily like it, to be honest. Uh, and obviously they're choosing, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hurt here, right? Um, which was in 1984 to be kind of the guy on the monitor or whatever. But I like that scene, though. It's like that's, that, that's where we are right now. The, government, the You need us to survive kind of thing. Uh, anyway, I saw, uh, I saw Youth over on... Um, uh, Odyssey with a hail. Thank you. Good to see you. I'll keep your name short if you don't mind. Uh, and I saw one more which just uh, slipped out of my grip right there. I do, I do appreciate it though, whoever it was that sent it. Sorry about that. I, I just had it there and then it disappeared. My, my apologies. Um, and we have, let me do a couple of these real quick here. Uh, do we think we have a couple more on uh, Entropy? Let me do those and then we'll keep going here. Michael57. Hail Henrik, hail the gods, have, uh, have, have to made, I guess you mean, um, have you made Odin proud today? Um, I, I still think uh, I have a little bit of work on that to do today, to be honest. But most days, absolutely. Thank you, Michael. Good to see you. Uh, that's what everyone should ask themselves in chat. Appreciate that, Jimmy Fallows. Non-binary warrior, warrior kind of sounds like an oxymoron, like same difference. Freezer burn, <laughs> military intelligence, and business ethics. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Non-binary war. Yeah, it's like, how would that even... Wait, but it's also this, I mean... Look, I, there's clearly historical records. There's clearly something to... Uh, when some Germanic tribes, Viking or even pre-Viking, had everybody line up to fight. And yes, that included the women, you know, even the word... Uh, Lombard, like Lombardy, that's Italy today, right? But that was the Goths. They had emigrated from Öland, uh, uh, which is a, 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 an island uh, on the eastern side of Sweden. It used to be called uh, Vin, Vinlini, I think was the old name for it. Vinlini, it was like, that could be the Romans that named that. I'm actually not sure, but the Vinlinians was a, a common uh, name for one of the tribes. And they were basically overpopulated. They migrated out and... Um, they settled partially in an area which later became known as Lombardy, right, which is northern Italy. Uh, but that stems from a word meaning long beards, and that came from the fact that the women 
uh, tied their hair around their chin to look like men, apparently, while, while they were fighting, right? There was, like, times when it was just complete chaos and, like, every, not only man, but every woman had to line up to, like, fight and push back. So, yes, there were some of those that historically, uh, but it but obviously it's been super, like, overplayed and, and stuff like that. It's like, oh, it's all it's all shield maidens. That's the only thing that, you know, that's the, that was the most, you know, <laughs> the most intense and fierce, uh, you know, class of warriors that there were. So, yes, so they, they always... They like to just turn up the volume on the propaganda on these things. Uh, highly suspicious, to be honest. Um, just Seethe says, Yesterday was the third anniversary of Sky King. That's right. Uh, I, I was going to give a little shout-out to the Sky King here today as well. Uh, and his flight out of um, Seattle. Uh, t- was it t- Tacoma? Tacoma Airport? Or Tacoma? Or what is it called? SeaTac. Uh, rest in peace, King. That's right. Thank you, Just Seethe, for the reminder. I appreciate that. Um, that's right, 2019, was that 2019? We have the Sky King. Uh, Peppa McFly says, any chance of streaming on Telegram? Not sure how it works, but just wondering. Great show as always. Yes, we are looking into that. And uh, as long as they... So as far as I understand it right now, there's a limit to how many people could join like a chat. So I, we could start up a, a stream there essentially. We'll just have to have... I believe we just have to have a separate computer to kind of patch in the feed as a as a webcam, you know, and as an external input, like like a mic, uh, and start up a stream, but it's limited. I forget what Telegram said it to, 30 people or something like that. So technically, we could do it now, and then, you know, the 31st who joins or whatever, that, that'll be that. Uh, but apparently, they're going to open that up to, like, you know, if you have a, ch- a channel, right, you, endless of people could join in, potentially, right? So that's kind of what we're waiting for, but we're, we're going to start looking at that. Uh, so we're aware of it. Thank you, Pepe McFly. Black Phillip says the past few years there has been a full assault on Vikings saying that they were feminist, multiculturalist, and now non-binary. That's right. Shield maidens definitely existed, as did women jars, and Viking traded with Moors and Indians, but this is ridiculous revisionism. Absolutely. Completely correct, Black Philip. Um, yeah, it, it just serves the current, the current age. Uh, you know, they have to do this. They have to, you know, pervert or transform the historical underpinnings to let the new coming generations believe that, well, this is what it always has been like. Europe was always multicultural. Uh, America was always a melting pot, right? And it's like, uh, no, <laughs> that's just literally just over the last few decades, three, four, five decades, uh, that they managed to change this. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. And we need to tell our kids the same thing. Didn't used to be like this. It's propaganda. Um... Nathaniel Westerman says, will you come play on my Evolian-themed Minecraft private server? No, <laughs> we'll never set foot in Minecraft. I just, I don't understand how people have the time. I'm not a gamer. I used to play some games uh, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, played uh, Counter-Strike for a while. Um, what else the hell else did I play? I, I like some of the adventure games out there. I did like some of the fan- Final Fantasy, this is like years and years, years ago now. Some of the Final Fantasy was good. I think, was it 10 or 11 or something like that we played at the time? Uh, I forget. But uh, nope, sorry, uh, sorry, Nathaniel, no Minecraft uh, for me. We're busy uh, We're busy trying to take down the global homo here, sir. Uh, anyway, thank you, Nathaniel. I appreciate that. Okay, so uh, let me see. Where are we here? Oh, so uh, let's talk about this, CNN. Selling you fear, right? That's really what, uh, what this comes down to. Uh, speaking of that V for Vendetta clip right there. Uh, it's about selling you fear. It's about ensuring you that 
you know, the, the world is about to explode and without us, without us stepping in and saving you and fixing all those situations and stuff, you'll fall apart, right? Uh, the world is not going to operate without us. Uh, and also with the vaccine thing, of course, that the, the more fear you can spread, the more likely they think it is that people will actually go take it. Now, my argument, and, and I made this um, in the Weekend Warrior show, and checked it out, by the way, it's up on RedEyesMembers.com right now, but we talked about this, this idea that they are turning up the temperature so hard on to, to get those who are, have chosen not to take the vaccine. They, they're turning up the volume. They're turning up the, the propaganda so intensely, so so putting <laughs> to the max that it's just causing the people that are consumers of mainstream media, those who believe what the scientists, every word that the scientists say, those who do not distinguish between propaganda and real science, those who do not uh, think for themselves, essentially. That's the sad truth, right? They, they are just followers. They just obey. They believe whatever they hear, right? They're getting, they're getting hammered so hard with the, with the fear and the propaganda that their, their, their mental state is cracking. They're, they're driving people insane, basically. They're making them so paranoid that they're losing their minds, essentially. That's what we're seeing. They're, they're losing their minds. And... These people that they're trying to reach with their fear are not even tuning in for the most part, I'd, I'd argue, right? They, so with all the censorship, with all with suppressing uh, dissident voices and anything that's different, even even with that, even with the intense censorship uh, campaign and the infringement on free speech, it's still not working. And and so far, the solution that they've seen is like, well, we'll just need to make the, you know make them more afraid. Uh, and the next wave, of course, will be make them more uh, un uncomfortable with remove everything that that makes things convenient for them uh, and stuff like that. But we'll get to that a little bit later of of the the the, uh, the flip side here of what's coming up, right? What um, basically the solutions uh, that those people who do not fall to this bullshit will have to do to continue to live their lives, right? But anyway, so what changes the unvaccinated minds? CNN asks here. Fear. That's right. That's Harry Enten. And we've talked about him, him in the past. He's been sitting in, in many segments on CNN and uh, and covering, you know, misinformation online and stuff like that. So basically, fear is not a problem. Let's just drive up that fear and hopefully that will make uh, these um, make, make these uh, these dumb, uh, you know, conservatives and, and dumb, unvaccinated people to fold and submit. And that's what they think. I mean, the argument now is that they're thinking that the only reason people are not taking the vaccine is because they want to own the libs. I've heard that a <laughs> 20 times from different shows and different pundits and stuff like that. Uh, that's the argument they're going with. And it's like, uh, no, we came out recently that those people who are the most likely to be skeptical of vaccines or hesitant or or just chose or are choosing not to to take this experimental shot are those that are the the least educated and the most educated right so you've, you've probably seen the uh, uh the midwit memes right of like it's the you know the the dumbest that don't want it and then the smartest that don't want it and it's actually true <laughs> basically what they found so far it's the midwits that are buying all of this, right? And they and they think they're smart, you know, kind of thing. But so that's not going to work anyway. It's not going to work with uh, driving up the fear. It will basically just make um, uh, make the uh, the uh, the unquestioning people uh, crack and lose their minds. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Gabe Lackman over on Odyssey revisionist uh, re revisionist history now seems to be okay to make European history gay, but not to tell the truth. 
about the Holocaust. Well, you know, we can, there's only certain uh, things in history that you're allowed to rewrite or, or even have different uh, views on. Even studying, let's be honest about that, right? Even actually doing academic work or actually sincerely trying to investigate is now a crime when it comes to certain historical events. But when it's on others, you can actually uh, spin and you can make it up as you go, in fact. That's true. All right. Um, what else do we have here? Bill Hoover over on Entropy Stream. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Do they not realize that all this fear mongering is doing uh, is making us not trust them more and more? Yeah, it's like it's it's yeah, it's hardening the the group. And this is like also basic one on one psychology. And, I, and on top of it, too, we, we know that they should just stop pretending like they're caring for us. Right. Because they, they don't. Uh, these are basically the same people that have been wanting to try to get rid of us for, for you know, decades now. Uh, they want to replace us. They hate us. They want us, you know, dead or at least starving in a gutter somewhere, homeless, right? Um, they should just drop this act that they're trying to look out for us. Uh, I think this would do this would do better in a way. And, just, and then just, well, just be happy that we will die then, right? Let's just be honest. But no, they have to pretend like they're... They care about us, and you know, all we want to do is save these. Cons They're not letting us save them. Damn it! These dumb, you know, conservatives. God, they should. They're, you know, they they deserve to die. But we just, we're, but we're going to try to save them anyway. It's in their best interest. Uh, Aaron Kasparov over on Odyssey says, "It's good to see you, Aaron." By the way, thank you for dropping by. Uh, Aaron says, "So and make sure you follow him on Odyssey." By the way, it's at Aaron Kasparov. Um, so on one hand, Europe was always a melting pot with non-binary LGBT activists. That's right. But on the other hand, they were also oppressive racists. Absolutely. Who magically held all the other races back from their full potential through their white supremacy. The anti-white narratives contradict themselves. That's right. Absolutely. Every time. It's uh, just pick and choose and cherry pick. And it's kind of like it's kind of the same way I see uh, you know, patriotism these days, right? There are people now that... You know, take January 6th and like the, you know, the insurrection and all that stuff. Like the very same forces that are pretending to be concerned with this are the very same forces that have literally been trying to like overthrow the U.S. for, for decades, right? The thing is, they didn't do that though, right? They took it over and they became the dominant force. And that's why, you know, all the leftists are now in agreement with what the system is doing and what the capitalist is doing, what the politicians are doing. Uh, they're all aboard. They're all aboard that train and they're the flag wavers now. They're the, 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 the American-loving patriots now. And it's these uh, MAGA people that are the, uh, the real danger to the, to the nation, right? It's amazing how quick it flips. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate that. It was good to see you. All right. Um, Johnny Reb, good show as usual. Thank you, Johnny. Good to see you as well. Thank you. Uh, okay. What do, we, what do we got here? Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, speaking about the fear, let me close a couple of windows here real quick. Speaking about the fear, uh, like the uh, the CNNs are trying to sell to us, uh, there was a recent climate report here, and maybe actually this is not the best story to begin with. We can just do let's do the overview first. Um, climate report. Well, let's do this one. Maybe I should have had a different story, but basically, basically the um, the IPCC. The uh, International Panel on Climate Change, back a few years ago, they released a report saying 1.5 degrees, you know, we have to turn it around within 12 years or, or we'll all be dead. Well, very timely, they release a new report that basically is saying 
we, we we're failing we're going to fail to meet the uh you know reductions in carbon uh, and all that stuff that we wanted to do so basically the only way out of the situation uh is is we have to we have to you know ad adapt to it basically and due to that we are going to have what what would say a few centuries where basically we have will have increasing climate you know disasters and all these kinds of things right uh, and they gave a bunch of scary graphs and show the earth in very, very red and all that stuff, right? So um, here's what's up with that, which is, which is a pretty good source talking about this. Climate change, the new report will highlight stark reality of warming. Uh, once every five years, the IPCC publishes its latest assessment report into the state of the climate. And every five years, governments get together to write their own scary version couple of outtakes here from BBC. Climate change new report will highlight stark reality on warming. UN researchers are set to publish their strongest statement yet on science of climate change. The report will likely detail significant changes of the world's oceans, ice caps and land in the coming decades. Due out Monday, which was this past Monday, the report has been compiled by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. It will be the first global assessment on science of global heating since 2013 and we remember of course the last time with Michael Mann and the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the um, East Anglia University climate gate all the fake numbers all of that stuff it's like that didn't happen and they just kept going and we're back again basically right it's expected the the forthcoming summary for policymakers will be a key document for global leaders when they meet in November. After two weeks of virtual negotiations between scientists and representatives of 195 governments, the IPCC will launch the first part of a three-pronged assessment of the causes, impacts, and solutions to climate change. That's right. So basically, you have to give up everything. You have to get, crawl into the pod, bend over, eat the synthetic bugs. I mean, maybe synthetic meat first and then the bugs, but some part it will basically be synthetic bugs uh, that you'll have to eat. Um, we'll have to forcefully subject you to, or your children at least, uh, to uh, gender reassignment uh, surgeries and and uh, you know uh, puberty blockers and things of this nature. Uh, and and that's it. You'll live in the pod and you'll own nothing. And um, in your augmented reality, you can go anywhere you want, but it won't have an impact uh, on the climate, you see, because uh, the only way out of this situation is the climate lockdown, right? So, so the, the uh, COVID lockdown will weave very nicely, seamlessly, in fact, right into the climate lockdowns. And you'll see, you'll see either within a year, possibly two, maybe sooner, but I'd say, I'd say a year, I'd say a year, year and a half, something like that. Uh, official prediction. The climate lockdowns will weave seamlessly into this. And, and even if we do get out from out from under the, what the governments are trying to do with this fake pandemic or the case-demic, the scam-demic, whatever you prefer, they will just interchange it with climate lockdowns. Now, recently they also said, oh, well, despite the lockdowns, it didn't have the effect on the, cli on the climate that we wanted. Although in the in the beginning, and I remember this earlier in the year, they said, "Oh my God, carbon levels have dropped. It's amazing. You know, the 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 air cleared." And again, there's some areas where, like, I'm not super gun ho about mass consumption, and we we shouldn't think of the climate at all. But there's a thousand other things that they could do right now if they were sincerely concerned with this. One of them is 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 the attack uh, attack on 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 boys and men, right? With all the uh, endocrine disruptors and the estrogen mimickers, all these 
toxic chemicals and all that stuff, right? The plastics, the microplastics. Begin there. Clean clean up stuff, right? I'm all for them on that, but you never hear about that. It's only about you have to you have to stop eating meat and live in a tight little space, drive nothing. At best, you have to drive some electrical little electrical purse. And of course, you still need the energy from that. You still need to produce the electricity somehow. Uh, but you, um, yeah, look at the absolute zero uh, document. That's we, we've covered that a few times. That's that's really that's really what it is all about. Uh, it's a UK document. Do you guys see that? We covered it in the Weekend Warrior show a while back. It's called Absolute Zero. Uh, UK UK Fires is the um, publisher of that. And basically, they have this little graph, and I've showed it a couple of times, but good reminder if we have any newcomers here. Uh, around 2040, they're saying. Uh, so basically, uh, oh, well, 2050 then. Let's say 2050, I guess it's the choke point. Uh, where they will have nothing at all, nothing being produced. You know, you can see the the columns on the left-hand side there of all the different areas uh, which they want to limit some kind of human production. And, of course, one way... And I'd say the only way you could do this by bringing it down these levels, unless you have a mass starvation campaign on your hands or something like that that's weaved into this very agenda, is to already have a massive reduction in population. And maybe that's what we're seeing now. Maybe that's what we're going to see. Hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully there'll be nothing to that, right? Hopefully fertility levels after this forced experimental mRNA shot will be perfectly fine. No one's going to succumb to their injuries. No one's going to be de uh, debilitated for the rest of their lives or have some kind of vaccine injury as a part of this program. I hope I'm wrong. But if we're not wrong, this would make more sense. A, a die-off in the next decade or maybe even two. Might, might, might be quicker, but it could take that long. We don't know. We don't know. Choking out everything, flying, shipping, heating, appliances, food, mining material sources, material production, construction, manufacturing, electricity. This list just went on. Road vehicles, rail, right? 2050, absolute zero, complete choke point, nothing left, standstill, lockdown, no life, basically. Check out that report, very important. Anyway, so uh, I think what you should know about that, that the 1.5 degree temperature target thing that they had was it was basically bullshit. Much of the numbers, they came from this the scandal, really, called Climate Gate back in 2010. We did shows about it at the time. Uh, go to redicemembers.com, search for Climate Gate, or even Climate Change, or Global Warming. And a number of shows there that just details the whole thing. Um, East Anglia University, the scandal there. Uh, I forget which department it was there that took care of that. Uh, CRU, the Climate Research Unit. And they had placed these temperature readers in parking lots. And, you know, we have a lot of, you know, accumulation of temperatures. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was exaggerated, right? Completely exaggerated. So they showed us a bunch of, you know, scary graphs and all that stuff. And then you have articles like this. Climate change is a is a hammer hitting us on the head. Developing nations say so. It's more this white people. It's white people's fault. Western this Western world. You're being racist if you don't you know if you don't if you don't crawl into the pod and eat the synthetic meat. You're you're a racist. Basically, uh, and to argue that there's somehow some incredible anthropogenic you know 
much upset in the weather cycle over the long term that that's you know at the at the hands of humans is is frankly ridiculous right if there is a change i i think it's driven by the sun primarily the solar cycle the 11 year cycle uh but then you have wider cycles on that right and we've talked about that in the past um here's cnn meaningful ways individuals can put pressure on corporations to solve the climate crisis and again i could think of a thousand things that they could do if they wanted to I mean, I haven't seen this. Let me see what they say here. Is this the year that climate change denial disappears? What is that? Is that a is that a threat? Is that because we'll censor them all? Is that what they mean? Let's let's listen. Let's see what he says. This could be the summer when climate change denial finally goes the way of the dodo, because the pain and the stakes, the need for mitigation and adaptation are clear. The heat wave in the Pacific Northwest is horrific, and no. It's not just seasonal extremes. Not when Portland, Oregon sees its three hottest days on record with 116 degree heat in June. Or when Seattle hits temperatures higher than any ever recorded in Atlanta, making the highways their buckle. Canada's suffering as well, with a village in British Columbia cracking 121 degrees, by far the hottest ever recorded in Canada, passing the hottest temperature ever in Las Vegas. I'm going to refresh that. Something's going on with the player there. I want to, don't want it to be dim lit like that. Let's, tr let's try again. See if this starts here. This could be the summer when climate change oh, in June, or when Seattle hits temperatures higher than any ever recorded okay, in Atlanta, making the highways their buckle. Canada's suffering as well, with a village in British Columbia. I, I mean, again, it's like a heat wave. It's not proof that there is a like an incredible cycle of of human activity that's upset everything. It's just it's just not how, how it is, right? Uh, people did, though, have, <laughs> I mean, they did have some th thoughts regarding, um, yes, uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it, harp activity. When this dome popped up, right, if, was it a few, a week earlier, there was a flight restriction limitations put in place uh, above basically the harp, uh, har harp area because they were doing, you know, electromagnetic research or something, I said at the time, right? So we don't, we don't know. The point, I'm not saying that it is that, but I'm just saying the point is we can't know. Uh, there's so many things they're able to manipulate and nudge that it could just be, it could be totally natural, but it could be, you know, messed with as well. We don't know. Cracking 121 degrees, by far the hottest ever recorded in Canada, passing the hottest temperature ever in Las Vegas, with more than 230 heat-related deaths reported to date. Farmers in the western U.S. are fearing for their crops and livestock amid a massive drought, and peak fire season hadn't even started yet. And yes, doesn't this remind you also, though, of that clip we watched with v for Vendetta in it, that it says it's this again, it's the fear that's driving that. And again, to to reemphasize that point, which they showed showed us themselves, it's the fear that will cause you to change. Right. That's that's the thing right there. Where, where the hell did it go? Uh, it's the fear uh, that is the 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 way that they're going to get us to change. They're admitting that on their own website, and then they have segments like this. You better be scared. You're about, your life is about to change radically. And I, I mean, it is, but that's mostly because of, you know, supply chain shutdowns and, I think, manipulated um, aspects, both the climate, but also to, uh, due to the lockdowns and the, uh, the uh, mistreatment of the economy. Uh, again, they're just breaking, they're breaking a couple of eggs here. 
they're reshaping our world. Fourth Industrial Revolution, the Great Reset, the New World Order. Call it what you want. It's just, it's all, it's all the same. It's all the same here. This spike in extreme weather is driven by climate change. It's part of an undeniable pattern. Washington State Governor Jay Inslee gets it. And now we're here. The opening act has arrived of a climate catastrophe. And we're getting it in the Pacific Northwest right now. Everyone's going to get hit by this climate catastrophe. Now, and this record-breaking heat wave, much well, of our collective attention right this past week has been focused on the horrific building collapse in Surfside, Florida. It's an urgent as opposed to slow-moving crisis. And while it's still too soon to know the precise cause or triggering event for the collapse, oh, it's climate the structure change. seems to have been stressed over time by king tides that come from rising sea levels, which flooded the building's parking garage on a regular basis, according to residents. There's talk about how the building was old at 40 years. So that's only old for South Florida. But the not-so-stable combination of concrete and salt water can be doubly dangerous, given how much of the Florida coast is built not on bedrock, but on porous limestone and landfill. Now, I want to be clear. There's no reason to believe the adjoining properties are at any immediate risk at all. But this is a wake-up call. <laughs> okay. And the broader toll of climate change on our coastal communities can no longer be ignored. So who could have seen this coming? Pretty much anyone who paid attention to the science. But instead, we've seen decades of political foot dragging by climate. Here we go with the, here we go with the, the science again. It means your che checkmate, <laughs> whatever we tell you to do, you can't refute that. It's science, you see. Change denialists, some of whom hail from the worst hit Southern and Sunbelt states. We've seen some belated changes from folks like Florida Senator Rick Scott, whose administration didn't even want to mention climate change when he was governor. But now he's suddenly admitting it's real. That's good. Maybe he took a hint from Miami's previous Republican mayor who pushed to spend $192 million on sea rise and flood mitigation. But we're beyond a piecemeal approach. Abraham Lincoln once said that the legitimate object of government is to do for a community of people whatever they need to have done but cannot do it all or cannot do so well for themselves in their separate and individual capacities. That's climate change. That's infrastructure. And that's why there should be additional urgency in passing an infrastructure bill that can help mitigate the effects oh, of more. climate change. Oh, just pa exactly. There you go. Pass more bills, right? The current one that they have is just, I mean, horrendous. I do have to go through it in more detail, but I heard a little bit in passing of some of the things that they're, they're <laughs> that's being passed in this infrastructure bill. Uh, it's the nail in the coffin on a lot of these things, right? So, okay, so even if there was an observable phenomena that was, act act, you know, true and all that stuff, right? Why is it that they always have to go this route of like, you know, you, you know, you need to, uh, you know, transform your entire life. And then at the same time, um, as the sustainable development goals claim, you also need to open up to, uh, to migrants, right? To migration. Um, the way to bring third and second world people out of poverty is just simply to bring them to the West, right? <laughs> like, um, isn't it better to uh, start working on solutions here and then go from there? Right, remember the, uh, we've showed these a couple of times, right? Migration data and the sustainable development goals. We've talked about that in, in, in uh, shows before. Migration is a cross-cutting issue of the 2030 agenda, which ties into this, you know, the, the, it's the UN behind this IC, uh, IPCC reports and all that, right? At least 10 out of 17 goals containing targets and indicators that are directly relevant to migration, they say. Number 10, reduced inequality. Facilitate orderly, safe, and regular and responsible migration and mobility of people, including through the implementation of planned and well-managed migration policies. 
bring them to the West and replace white people. That's going to fix it. That will fix climate change. It's just one of these hypocrisies that they're pushing on us, right? Um, Gabe Lackman over on Odyssey says, the sterilization issue is mainly why I'm anti-COVID-19 vaccine. Israel slash uh, Jays vaxxed, uh, vaxxed African-Americans from Ethiopia and injected them with birth control chemicals by telling them it was just a normal vaccine. Uh, it was normal vaccines. Was that in this latest round? Or I, I know that they have done things like that in the past. And also I saw someone showed me that Israel, I think, is the only country that has not not signed on to any um, biological weapons, like mitigation program or something like that. There's like there was like ten countries on the list, and some of them were like you know sub-Saharan African countries where they basically you know kind of don't have like the the paperwork, like infrastructure or management in place to kind of to do this basically. Uh, but even some of them were still they were working on it and stuff like that, right? So they have that still open. I mean, and they should be said, they're still vastly, uh, you know, super hardcore in Israel on the corona stuff. We'll have some stories on that later. Uh, but yeah, that would be interesting if that's the latest uh, vaccine that they're using in this way. I don't doubt it at all. They have been um, uh, super uh, hardcore uh, against the beta Israelis, as they're called in Israel, because they don't like them. Because what? Guess what? Uh, Israel is uh, an actual uh, racist country. <laughs> How about that? Um, not shocking, of course, just uh, reality. Let me do a couple of these on entropy. Robothink, I work for a school district, and if you don't have the vaccine proof, you are required to have weekly testing. I was able to dodge the testing up until now. I might uh, be joining Idaho or Wyoming very soon. I, to I totally understand. Get out of cities. If you're in cities, get out now. Get out. That's my, my recommendation. Um, go to a community. Go where there's good people. Try to get out. So I've also heard that the testing is going to be at your expense. I think uh, Leon Wen talks about it. We have a clip with her later. Basically, you have to be testing yourself. You have to, again, they, they, this is all laid out. Make it as difficult as possible for you to live a normal life without by, you know, taking the vaccine. But again, even if you take the vaccine, you still have to be masked. There's going to be this new antigen testing now. The corporation that um, the UK, Mologic, Mol, Mologic, right? Sounds similar to like Moloch, <laughs> Mologic. Uh, Bill Gates, George Soros, vast, vast amount of money invested in that company. They're probably going to be the one that is uh, granted this uh, contract by governments to handle the new antigen testing, rapid antigen testing. Archie says, has Red Eyes done a segment on the Solution model that says that Red Indians genocided previous existing peoples on North, uh, at, uh, North America? CBC took much flack when Nature of Things brought the Solution model to public attention. Yeah, that must have been years ago, right? Uh, we do have, I think, about two uh, shows in the archive where we've talked about the Solutrians. Um, but yeah, we have talked about it. It's, it's definitely been covered, uh, maybe not super recently, but we have uh, stuff in the past about that. I mean, I think there's something to that. And uh, they've been covering it up for a long time. Fines, you know, remember the uh, the India, the American Indians didn't want certain bodies to be dug up. And they said that's like, uh, you know, grave uh, desecration. And, and one of the reasons for that was probably because you'd find, uh, you know, European genetics and traits. And, you know, you can look at skull, you can look at a skull and basically see which, which, uh, which group it belonged to, right? 
but yeah, that's always very interesting, Archie. I do appreciate that. That's uh, that's a good tip, as always. Maybe we should do something more, uh, do something on that again. Uh, very important to dispel this, you know, you're on stolen land thing. Like all land, it's all land everywhere is stolen. Like it, or or def like someone conquered someone to be there. That's just a fact, right? Bill Hoover. I just recently watched V for Vendetta again. The plot of the movie is exactly what is happening with the pandemic. Uh, yeah, I, it seems like I, I couldn't even remember that. See, and then I looked at the clip and it was like, well, how about that? Uh, it is worth rewatching, Bill says here. The climate people are gay. There you go. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate that. Just see, I might start to buy the commitment. Uh, I might start to buy their commitment to the environment if I saw a wartime mobilization to clean up the Pacific garbage patch. Exactly. A million things I could do. Or, or address now the uh, mask, the disposable mask issue and problem, right? Coral reefs are like flooded with like these disposable masks. Masks are, have microplastics in them. They have, yes, even graphene in the, one of the layers in, the, in these uh, surgical masks is graphene, right? Um, many things I could do. Ernie Truth, glad to catch the show, a show, my friend. The more they push fear, the more we... Um, the more we refuse to listen to them, they all sound like V for Vendetta, LOL. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. Thank you, Ernie. Good to uh, good of you to tune in live. Good to, good to have you here. And another one from Bill Hoover here. Amsterdam has been below sea level for a thousand years. How do they manage? Yeah, they build uh, dikes. It's a very interesting story there, by the way, with the uh, Dogger Land. Look into all that. Dogger Land. I mean, like we're living on an ever-changing planet, right? Dogger Land used to be this... Basically, what's expected, what's presumed to be the heartland of, of um, the group that became the modern Europeans uh, between uh, uh, Denmark, uh, England, and yeah, well, I mean, it's not too much water really between France and England. There's a canal there, the English Canal. But in that region, you know, uh, Denmark here and England somewhere like here, uh, and then you have France, what down there. But uh, right, right, that used to be the heartland of, of uh, what became the modern, modern Europeans, a, a paradisical existence that they had, you know. And we, then you had waves of climate refugees, essentially. And it was not man-made. It was not because SUVs. This is a natural, you know, um, after the Ice Age, the, 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 uh, the water rises in certain areas. You have also a land in, up in the north. You have a land uh, rising. The land is rising there. Well, it's, uh, you have a, an increased water level in other areas or a sinking of the land, right? So depends on where you are. There's different effects in different parts of the world, etc. cetera. Uh, it's always been changing. Thank you, Bill Hoover. Appreciate that. Okay. Should move along here. Let's see what we have. So, yeah, so the climate change bullshit, of course, that's that's happening. Um, NPR, three things to know about what this, what scientists say about our future climate. Let me see. They had, yeah, these very scary graphs here. Global temperatures are rising quickly. Which is like, you know, if you go back in the records and stuff, it's this is just, this is, I don't know where they're getting this data from. Greenland used to be subtropical climate. Uh, these uh, warming periods where uh, apparently Vikings could grow, you know, grapes and stuff like that up in, in the north to produce wine. We've had a lot of, and then there's been an ice, mini ice age after that, right? 15, 1600s, it was like ice between uh, Sweden and Denmark, which hasn't happened in, I think, centuries now. Uh, Swedish troops could just walk, march over the ice to, uh, to the Danes and, uh, and uh, start warring with them. Yeah, here's the scary maps here. Projected 7.2 degrees Fahrenheit, 4 degrees, they're speculating here. How future warming could affect the globe. Yeah, that's a big if. 
or could rather. We just don't know. And if they don't take the signing into account, read the, the Chilling Stars by Henrik Svensmark. Really good book. Explain some of that. Um, and uh, yeah, so this one is a, a Infowars had a good, you know, kind of um, headline on this regarding this too. UN Climate Report authors says people are starting to get scared and this will change the way they vote. That's what it's always about, right? It's about changing things politically. One of the authors of the United Nations IPCC report who focused on extreme consequences of man-made global warming lauded the fact that people are starting to get scared about climate change and that this would affect the way they vote. Yesterday, the UN released a hysterical report which enjoyed saturation media coverage warning of a code red ecological apocalypse if humanity didn't drastically alter its way of living. Get in the pot, eat the bugs. According to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, humans are unequivocally to blame. With UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, an actual communist, social head of Socialist International, who just came straight out of the uh, out of the uh, the globalist progressive uh, uh, commie faction, he's calling for an end, a total end, in fact, to the use of coal and fossil fuels, and soon you won't be able to uh, light a fire uh, with wood. That'll be criminal. However, the true agenda behind the fear-mongering was betrayed by one of the authors of the report, Kim Cossin, who uh, helped write one of the chapters on extremes. I think more and more people are starting to get scared, said Cossin, adding, I think that I'll help to change, uh, it will help to change people's attitudes, and hopefully that'll affect the way they vote. So this somehow this is about voting, huh? Interesting. Here's the, uh, here's the... Uh, quote here, I guess, from the uh, piece. Hopefully that'll affect the way they vote. So they want to change how people vote. Let, let me guess. More communism. More globalism. More liberal, liberal progressive attitudes. Hmm? That'll fix it? Of course it will. Alright, so you know, yeah, so that basically used to be global cooling back in the 70s and now it's all warming until the uh, trend change and then they'll flip. And then they use, use their beam weapons and they'll extract our memory and said, this never happened, right? People talk about the Mandela effect. Well, that they're doing that scientifically now, basically. They're managed to extract and implant memories. That's what they're working on right now. Can you imagine? <laughs> Do some kind of mass campaign. We would never, we wouldn't even know what hit us. Incredible stuff. Uh, and of course, the hypocrisy as we get into the COVID stuff here now next. UN globalists arriving in the UK for climate summit won't face COVID restrictions imposed on other British citizens, though. How about that? Of course not. See, they're the elite. They can do whatever they want. They can do absolutely whatever they want. While British holidaymakers continue to face uncertainty and headaches over returning from foreign vacations, UN globalists arriving for a climate conference in Scotland won't face the same COVID-19 restrictions. Yeah. Okay. You get the idea. All right. Sorry I have to do this to you, but uh, you might have seen it. The White House has uh, hired an, uh, uh, an LGBTQFAG influencer to shill vaccines from inside the White House. And uh, here's uh, you, you, Amer you Americans, your taxpayers hard at work and this is uh, this is the result one sec democracy's calling <laughs> see you daddy bye hi my name is cooper and this is a day in my life as a white house intern 
We did a joke. <laughs> hey, everyone. Vogue. Usually I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey Jenny, I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House is a scooper. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, doesn't matter. This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Hey POTUS, is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Cooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. And Jen, don't forget to have fun. Spirit fingers, mama. We need to get shots in the arms of every single American. I'm heading to a haircut. Comment if you want me to make more of these. <clears throat> so do you think this will, uh, will, this, will this change minds? Will this change... Uh... Maybe it will change some of the mega minds. I mean, I'm serious. Maybe it will. Uh, never know. But uh, all right. Anyway, so just uh, I guess they, they think this will uh, this will help to pitch the vaccine uh, issue. <laughs> I just I, I don't I, I don't even know what it's for anymore. But whatever it is, here's another one. Uh, Fauci is talking with another TikToker. And this TikTok is the real. I tell you, it's the real. It's the real virus. The real problem. Uh, and anyway, so in this short clip, Fauci also helps us to debunk things that never actually existed, such as uh, apparently cell phones sticking to people's arms. I have, I've not heard about that. Uh, yes, I have seen the magnetic, you know, claim videos or whatever. I still don't know what to make of it. But of course, there's other uh, claims as well, such as, for example, what about the people that have died? Uh, what about the people with Guillain Barr syndrome? What about the people who have actually had neurological damage, or heart attacks, or blood clots, or you know, like we've covered the the, the potential injury that will come in the wake of this experimental shot, right? So here's Fauci debunking all of that at the same time as he's talking with a 15-year-old gay TikToker. Take it away, Fauci. Great to meet you, Dr. Fauci. I had a couple questions about the vaccine. We don't know the long-term negative health effects of the COVID shots. A lot of rumors about, you know, phones sticking to arms. Can you help me weigh the pros and cons of getting vaccinated? That's a great question, Jacob, that a lot of people ask. And a lot of the things that you're referring to are just ridiculous myths. You know, do I become uh, magnetic? Do you put a chip in me so I could follow you around? <laughs> that kind of stuff. They gotta, you got to use your TikTok medium to debunk that nonsense. The benefit of the vaccine overwhelmingly outstrips any of the theoretical risks of something bad happening to you. But if theoretical. they occur, they're spectacularly rare. Well, thank you so much. Right, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to be with you. Take care of yourself. Should I relax my arm? Oh, sure. Because my heart's not relaxed right uh -huh. now. That's it. Awesome. You happy, Dr. Fauci? <clears throat> well, there you go. That, uh, that settles it right there, then. Apparently, he, deb he, he just debunks all of that. Uh, it's not true. And so that use your TikTok, uh, uh, your TikTok power uh, to basically expose, uh, you know, the lies b behind that. The theoretical, he said, the theoretical uh, possibility that uh, something will happen. Well, as far as I know, people have actually <laughs> succumbed to injuries and whatnot. And of course, here's the uh, some showing on the screen there. I can zoom in a bit on that for you. Uh, here's the uh, totally organic uh, little invite here, or the uh, possible what do they call it here? Possible uh, opportunity here, right, for TikTokers. Let me zoom in here a bit. 
Uh, from the White House, confidential, please note, this email is highly confidential and is not for public distribution. We have highly sensitive but pretty incredible opportunity we'd love to discuss for bleep. We have been working with Dr. Fauci and the White House's feature on the front page, blah, blah, blah. The goal is to have bleep ask questions on behalf of community and educate young people around the vaccine as there is massive need to grow awareness within the 12 to 25 age demo. That's right, because they're the ones who are eligible for the vaccine now. Now it's pregnant women, and soon enough, before you know it, it will be your two months year old. The White House team and our team agree that given bleep, voice, and influence with this crucial demo would be great and special a special opportunity. We'd love to get a phone call, ideally bleep, to go over all the de details and see if, there's, uh, if it's the right fit. Can you let us know when you're available to touch base? We're moving fast and we only have a few available slots that we can fill, so please let us know ASAP. Looking forward to connecting. Thank you. Totally organic from the White House. Allegedly. Allegedly. So that's how that uh, pans out. Because, uh, you know, Fauci usually just calls uh, random t random TikTokers for no reason. So they've been trying to argue this here. Uh, that it's very strange, right? So th there's been actual programs where government, institutions, big pharma-sponsored groups reaches out to influencers to get them to you know, promote the vaccine. We've talked about that. The, the, the black community, they had their slew of hip-hop uh, you know, people showing up. And, uh, of course, the, the, the eternal uh, classic, uh, smash, with, smash, smash with Scott. Right? So uh, there's been... And they get paid for this, right? Yeah, and my community immunity, right? whatever that, there was a rap song and, you know, all that stuff. Get Shots in Arms was some other one we played. We played a you know, million of them, it feels like. It's a million of these out there. They've actually paid money to, to, to get them to promote this vaccine, right? Have you seen any coverage of that? No, of course not. That's totally fine, not coercive. There's no propaganda effort behind that. It's totally organic and all that stuff, right? However, the BBC had some of the big anti-vax plot, the YouTubers who blew the whistle on an anti-vax plot. Ooh, look at that scary image there, too. That looks all red and dangerous. A mysterious marketing agency secretly offered to pay social media stars to spread disinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah, because that's definitely been so prevalent on social media. And it also, of course, hasn't led to any shutdowns or suspensions or bannings or anything like that, right? Their plan failed when influencers went public about the attempt to recruit them. Well, last time you did this for the pro-vaccine side, many went out, they spoke about this. You never, there was not, not as far as I know, and, and you know, send me the link if you see it, but I didn't see a single new source. They were saying these, uh, these companies are, uh, are trying to manipulate people to take the vaccine. It's a propaganda campaign, coercive measures to pay people money to get them to promote it. Nothing about that. So, again, just a quick, quick mention of this because it goes on for quite a bit. And they're following these different organizations. And there's a, a mysterious influencing marketing agency called FAZ or FAZE, however you pronounce that, FAZE, who allegedly offered to pay some European influencers money. Mirko from Germany, this guy. Leo Grasse from uh, Grasset or whatever from uh, France, <laughs> you know, they are the only two who spoke out and tweeted about it or whatnot. One Indian uh, YouTuber, they said, did do it or something, which we don't even know. I'll give you one shot. So guess who 
Yeah, okay. Chad already had it. Exactly. That, there you go. I was going to say, guess who was the the the, vic, the the big boogeyman in this? And I see that uh, Valet Valley already has it in the Trovo chat. The Russians. That's right. The Russians are behind again. The Russians can always wheel out the Russians. The, the Russians don't want you to get vaccinated. Hmm? Is do you want maybe you should take it now? That's right. Let me see. Where's the uh where's the source here? First mention. Okay, it's down here. Phase or Fazzy is part of it of AdNow, which is digital marketing company registered in both Russia and the UK. Mr. Toliday from I guess the what the UK version of that said he had very little to do with Fazze, which he said was a joint venture between his fellow director, a Russian man called Stanislav Fezenko, and another person who he didn't identify. There's been speculation about the Russian connection to this scandal and the interest of Russian state promoting its own vaccine, Sputnik V, which I hear is not a mRNA vaccine, which, depending on the adjuvants, I'd be uh, a whole lot less skeptical about, but... Uh, why even bother? Survival rates are very good. I think you should be allowed to take your chance if you want to. But you know, mandates are coming. Mandates are coming. So yeah, so apparently Russia is at it again. Big, big, the big boogeyman. So that's okay to expose. And you know, again, if you do get vac vaccinated anyway, uh, what does it matter? You end up uh, getting uh, COVID anyway. Here's uh, Lindsay should have stayed in the closet, Graham. Uh, confirming this fact. Listen to this. Good to see you back. Good to be back. Thank you for the inquiries about my well-being to all my colleagues. I appreciate uh, the good wishes and the phone calls and the food and I made it. I think the worst is behind me. Uh, I want to reinforce a simple message. If you haven't been vaccinated regarding the COVID problem, you need to get vaccinated. I've been vaccinated and I uh, got Sniffles. COVID anyway. A couple really bad... <laughs> Whoops, what do you say yeah. there, Lindsay? Regarding the COVID problem, you need to get vaccinated. I've been vaccinated and I uh, got COVID anyway. Of course you did. A couple of really bad days, but uh, I'm yeah. doing better and yep. I feel, feel on the mend. Good to see I you back. Good to be mend. back. That's right. You should, get, you, should, you should get it. Totally get it. Well, Lindsay, let me tell you something. It's far from over. It's far from over uh, for you. Sadly... Uh, I think you're going to have to take a second shot and then a third shot and the fourth shot. I'm not talking about boosters or anything. I'm talking like a new version where they have a new spike protein that's going to target these new magical strange, uh, strains, right? Delta. They're going to run through the whole Greek alphabet and then they're going to go to uh, actual astrological constellations. And eventually, it'll be the Andromeda strain, right? Actually, that'll be the first out the gates, right at A, unless they go over like an Antares or something like that. You know, it'll be... Andromeda, the Andromeda strain, will take us all out because they couldn't do in you couldn't do the Indian strain because that would have been racist against Indian. So let's go to the Greek alphabet and wheel out all these Greek names, right? So that's fine. Delta, and again, again, we've talked about this. There's no way for them to know what strain people are carrying. I think there. I think okay. I think there is a way, but you have to isolate the virus, which allegedly we'll get to that in a moment. Allegedly hasn't even been done yet. They've actually not yet fully isolated COVID, or not COVID-19, I said COVID-SARS-2, the actual virus, allegedly. We'll talk more about that later. 
but it's a, a fairly you know in-depth process of actually figuring out what strain you're having. So this idea that it's now Delta surging is complete bullshit. They have no way of knowing. Played a clip in the Weekend Warrior Show. Check that out. RedEyesMembers.com. We have a good stuff in there. That's why we uh, you need to be in there and, and be uh, be informed as we, as we do our uh, weekend shows as well. Uh, played a clip out of Australia where they're calling uh, health authorities in, um, uh, I think, in New South Wales and asking, how do you distinguish the PCR test? You, okay, you're doing PCR tests. How do you distinguish what strain it is? Okay, we don't. Okay. But then on the news, they say the Delta is surging. Scientists are joining television studios and saying, oh, well, now it's the Delta variant that's raging across our country. Just, just, it's just lies wherever you look. Lies and propaganda, exaggerations, obfuscation, you know. Sickening. Iceland. We've talked about Iceland quite a bit as well because unfortunately there's a very high uh, vaccine rate in, in Iceland. I'm not happy to hear that. Uh, due to what could be consequences coming down the pike here. Uh, so I'm not happy heard to hear that. But a recent news story here, well, three days ago, so two days ago, um, where they're finally coming out and saying, this is the health, uh, the main epidemi epidemiologist in Iceland, forget his name now, Gudnason something, um, saying herd immunity must be achieved by transmitting the virus. This is Google translated, so it's a bit wonky. Um, the head epi epidemiologist of Iceland believes that it is now necessary to try to achieve herd immunity to the uh, uh, against the coronavirus by letting it to just ra run through the population. Um, yeah, the, the, the translation is wonky. But to try to prevent serious illness by protecting vulnerable groups. Yeah, so basically doing the things that should have been done right away. Vulnerable groups, lock them down, isolate them, quarantine them, let the rest run through the population. If they purged out the other end, that's it. It'll be gone. Bye-bye. We couldn't do that, you see, because we need to be using this COVID crisis so we can change the world politically and uh, culturally and, uh, you know, what you, can, what, you, what you will be able to do from now on. One and a half months after the abolition of all domestic operations, a record number of people have been diagnosed infected uh, with COVID-19 in recent weeks, despite the fact that the majority of the population have been vaccinated. <laughs> so it's just, it does not help. It does not help to be vaccinated. It's no guarantee. In fact, if you're vaccinated, you are the super spreader. That's what's coming out now. That's the direction that this is going. Look, look at these countries here. Percentage of population fully vaccinated. Malta is number one on there with 78.08%. United Arab Emirates, Iceland number three. Uh, is it Shiels? Sayels, I forget how you pronounce that, number four. San Marino, not sure what the, what that's white as opposed to... Oh, wait, there's no... Tra that's right, there's no travel restrictions there. Okay, anyway. But the other countries there are. Those in red and orange are all travel restrictions because COVID is very high in these countries, as you can see down below, as we go through the, 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 the legend, if you will, for that, that level three COVID, level three COVID-19 high. Make sure you're fully vaccinated before traveling to these destinations. Unvaccinated travelers should avoid non-essential travel to these destinations. Belgium, Canada, Iceland, Israel, and Qatar light, in light orange. Well, that, that's the countries that are like almost, they're between 70 and 80% vaccinated. And then level four is even wor worse. Worse. COVID-19 very high. 
avoid travel to these at all. Malta, which is number one. Uruguay, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Shales, Shalis, how do pronounce that? They are the super spreaders. Is that Spain? Yeah, I'm not sure who's there, but whatever. Spain, maybe that is. So basically, you get vaccinated, you spread the virus, and it creates new strains. We'll talk about that in a moment, how it drives evolution, and the fact that it might be more dangerous to be vaccinated. And this is going to come back even later with vengeance against those who have already taken the vaccine. That's why we don't believe in it. Um, here is an, a clip from Israel here. How fully, uh, or, or rather how... Yeah, how fully vaccinated um, patients are, are the ones dominating the hospitals right now in Israel. This is subtitled, so uh, make sure you read it. I'm not going to translate this. Shalom to Dr. Kobi Chavivu, Mankal Amerikaz Arifui Herzog. Shalom, Sivan. ורק נזכור, אני מבינה שמרבית החולים מחוסנים, גם החולים הקשים. She says, I understand, okay, I'll read it anyway. I understand that most of the patients are vaccinated, even severe patients, exactly, natural occurring old people, most of them are vaccinated, uh, the doctor says. Most of the population is vaccinated. 90 to 85-90% of the hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people. He says at the end there, effectiveness of the vaccine is really waning. <laughs> no, you see, the vaccines are doing exactly what they were meant to do. That's this was. This was what they were. I, I refuse to believe that this is just incompetence or an accident. I think they knew that it would drive. Most of the, the smart people that have been working on this, like uh, Luc Montagnier from France, the Nobel laureate, or Robert Malone, who actually invented mRNA, all of these people have been talking about this. It will drive the vaccine to mutate. And in fact, you will be left, because of the, what the what's known as leaky vaccines, it will be left with a virus which is much stronger, more resilient against it, much in the same way the antibiotics, if you don't follow through and do like a proper dose where you purge all the bacteria, you leave a super resistant bacteria still there left to, to reproduce and then being even stronger and even stronger. And so we're driving the evolution uh, of this, right? So there's an article about that. Vaccinated people may play key role in aiding evolution of more dangerous COVID variants, a study say. And yes, you should always take a study by its, you know, with a grain of salt to read it, go through it yourself, figure it out, does it make sense or whatever. Uh, but this study makes uh, much more sense to me than a study proposing that uh, Vikings uh, were, were, you know, some kind of LGBT, uh, you know, warrior force or something like that. According to research published last week in Scientific Reports, the highest risk for establishing a vaccine-resident virus strain occurs when a large faction of the population has already been vaccinated but the transmission is not controlled. According to, let me read this here because this is important stuff. According to research published last week in scientific reports, vaccinated people may play a key role as that in helping SARS-CoV-2 variants evolve into those that evade existing COVID vaccines. 
The research concluded three specific risk factors that favor the emergence of establishment of high, sorry, of a vaccine-resistant strain. They are a high probability of initial emergence of the res uh, resistant strain, high number of infected individuals, and low rate of vaccination. However, the analysis also showed that the highest risk for establishing a resistant strain occurs when a large faction of the population has already been vaccinated, but the transmission is not controlled. Virologists have a name for, variation, uh, for variations of a virus that slip past vaccines or illness-induced immune defense. They call it escape mutants. When most people are vaccinated, the vaccine-resistant strain has an advantage over the original strain, Simon Riella of the Institute of Science and Technology, Austria, told CNN. This means the vaccine-resistant strain spreads through the population faster at a time when most people are vaccinated. The data is consistent with a study released last week by Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which showed vaccinated people may transmit the Delta variant, now responsible for 80% of COVID cases in the U.S. Again, that's all bullshit. I don't even know that. Just as easily as the unvaccinated. But again, that's what the CDC says. So if you believe the CDC, that's what they're saying here. The team of scientists who published the data in scientific reports said their findings follow what's known as selective pressure, the force that drives any organism to evolve. Generally, the more people are infected, the more chance of vaccine resistance emerge. So the more Delta is infectious, the more reason for concern. By having a situation where you vaccinate everybody, a vaccine-resistant mutant actually gains a selective advantage. Experts warned for months vaccines could cause more dangerous COVID variants. That's right. We've talked about it months ago. Based on the scientific evidence, the narrative that unvaccinated people are viral, viral factories for more dangerous variants is false, according to Dr. Joseph McCullough. And we've talked about him, and he's had hit pieces, of, obviously, on him. He's been forced to uh, remove articles from his website, all of them, in fact, 25 years worth. Mercola physician, best-selling author, said, Just as antibiotics breed resistance in bacteria, vaccines put evolutionary pressures on viruses to speed up mutations and create more virulent and dangerous variants. Mercola explained, Viruses mutate all the time. And if you have a vaccine that doesn't block infection completely, so-called leaky vaccine, then the virus will mutate to evade the immune response within that person. That is one of the distinct features of the COVID shots. They are not designed to block infection. They allow infection to occur and at best lessen the symptoms of that infection. In an unvaccinated person, the virus does not encounter the same evolutionary pressure to mutate into something stronger, Mercola added. So why in the world are they trying to destroy this guy's reputation and his life and take him out of circulation and ban him and censor him from everything? Well, because he knows what's going on <laughs> and he's, he's talked about what what's happening the obvious the, the writing on the wall so he continued if SARS-CoV-2 does end up mutating into more lethal strains then mass vaccination is the most likely driver he said anyway so it goes on from there but you get the idea uh very bad very very bad indeed um and I, actually, let me play this reminder here. Jen Saki uh, talked about this. In fact, in one of her press conferences, she admitted to uh, to what's uh, to to the fact that it's it's dangerous uh, with the vaccines. 
You guys remember? Listen. Hence, we are quite focused on communicating directly with those people. Hence, our special guest today uh, about why it's important to get vaccinated, why these vaccines are safe, why uh, they can still kill you even if you are under the age of 27. We need to be clear and direct about get vaccinated, why these vaccines are safe, why uh, they can still kill you even if you are under the age of 27. We need to be clear and direct about our messaging. Very direct, very clear to me. No questions um, to ask after that. Uh, And of course, now they are promoting it to pregnant women. Just today, a couple of, uh, about an hour or so before before we uh, went live here, vaccinating during pregnancy has become even, even more urgent as ICU beds fill up. The CDC is doubling down on its recommendation that people who are pregnant get the COVID-19 vaccine following new data. Okay, good. Underscoring its safety and effectiveness throughout pregnancy. So there you go. They're actually they're actually trying to kill the babies now. That, that, that's what this is. This recommendation is coming at a time when doctors across the country are reporting an uptick in the number of unvaccinated pregnant people getting hospitalized with severe cases of COVID-19. Yeah, I'm sure. Where? Where, where is this? Where is this happening? The low vaccination rate in this group is striking, doctors note. Yeah, that's because it was not recommended. And in fact, for the longest time, and we've covered that at the months ago now, when they didn't even know the effects on, on uh, fertility with this, with this vaccine. And after that point, stuff has come out. And most of these spiked, uh, the spiked protein, they end up in the reproductive organs of women and men. There was an article where they said, uh, actually, if you have testicles, you're more, more likely to have COVID-19. So, in fact, you should just, just castrate yourself and you'll be able to you know, save yourself from COVID-19. No joke. That, that's what they actually, I mean, they didn't say get castrated, but they were alluding to like, oh, it turns out if you have, if you have balls... Well, you know, you're in, you're in, you're in the danger group. But it's, but it's snip, snip those. Take that out. All right. So anyway, so that's what they're doing now. Just yep, just kill the babies. Just stillborn. Just make the make sure these women can never be pregnant again. I mean, this is it. They're, this, this, they're doing this now. They're, this is it. This is the this is the, this is the shit hitting the fan. So this uh, CDC um, report here uh, gained a little more traction over the last couple of days. Uh, I saw other outlets covering it, alternative outlets. And it could be good for you to be aware of it if you don't know about it yet. Uh, It was first released back in 2020. Uh, It was updated in July 26, 2020. But it was it's it's basically about uh, isolating you know people with not even just full on like you know severe cases of COVID, but even just mild cases, right? Or even where it's suspected, or even if you have been near people that you know through the tracing apps and stuff like that. Uh, we 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 need to separate you from your family. You need to be put in different settings and stuff like that, right? It's called this document here. It's called interim operational considerations for implementing the shielding appro- approach to prevent COVID-19 infections in humanitarian settings. This document presents considerations from the perspective of U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for implementing the shielding approach in humanitarian settings as outlined in guidance with documents focused on camps, 
displaced populations and low resource settings. Re low resource settings. This approach has never been documented and has raised questions and concerns among humanitarian partners who support response activities in these settings. The purpose of this document is to highlight potential implementation challenges of the shielding approach from CDC's perspective and guide thinking around implementation in absence of empirical data. That's good. When you don't have empirical data, <clears throat> just guess and just separate people. And they're saying, you know, oh, if it's in a, you know, humanitarian settings, it means like if they're in a refugee camp or, you know, something like that. <clears throat> but they're actually talking about just doing this for people that are living in normal households as well. Um, what is the shielding approach? The shielding approach aims to reduce the number of severe COVID-19 cases by limiting contact between individuals at higher risk of developing severe disease, high risk, and the general population, low risk. High-risk individuals would be temporarily relocated to safe or green zones, establishing at the household, neighborhood, camp, slash sector, or community level, depending on the context and setting. They would have minimal contact with family members and other low-risk residents. Now, keep in mind, well, the CDC would never do anything like this or, you know, whatever, but... Look, CDC is the agency that extended this uh, moratorium on, on evictions. Like, CDC is like the new FEMA in a way, right? I, I mean, they work together with FEMA and these groups anyway. But remember all the fear about FEMA? The FEMA is building camps or putting us in camps or these coffins and stuff. It's like, well, like the CDC is actually like doing this kind of stuff now. And they're, they're, <laughs> they're granted this incredible um, power uh, in, ter in terms of, you know, as the under the guise as the excuse of keeping us safe. Current evidence indicates that older adults and people of, at any age who are seriously underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness. In most humanitarian settings, older populations group make up a small percentage of the total population. For this reason, the shielding approach suggests physically separating high-risk individuals from the general population to prioritize the use of the limited available resources and avoid implementing long-term containment measures among the general population. Uh, in theory, shielding may uh, serve its objective to protect high-risk populations from disease and death. However, implementation of the approach necessitates strict adherence to protocol. Inadvertent introduction of the virus into a green zone may result in rapid transmission among the most vulnerable populations the approach is trying to protect. Yeah, which is what happened with uh, Andrew Cuomo, right? Oh, we got to protect. Oh, I mean, it's I don't think it was an accident, but oh, we got to protect uh, you know people that have COVID nineteen. Separate them. Put them in nursing homes. So they can kill all the old people. Anyway, they go through here. Summary of, of the shielding approach on household level. You can have a specific room slash area designated for high-risk individuals who are physically isolated from other household members. And then they to go through and talk about what movements you can have. Then they have the neighborhood level, a designated shelter slash group of shelters, max five to ten households with a small camp or area where high-risk members are grouped together. Neighbors swap households to accommodate high-risk individuals. Camp sector level, a group of shelters such as schools, community buildings with a camp slash sector, max 50 high-risk individuals per single green zone where high-risk individuals are physically isolated together. One entry point is uh, is used for exchange of food, supplies, etc. A meeting area is used for residents and visitors to interact while practicing physical distancing, two meters. No movement into or outside of the green, green zone. 
So they go through all this here. Operational considerations. Suggested prerequisite per the shielding documents and CDC's operational consideration for implementation. And some of the stuff they talked about back in 2020. Um, and so there's a real chance here that, again, to to protect you from this virus, they uh, they will isolate people eventually, whether real or not, whether it's faulty tests, whether it's false positives, whether it's a new antigen uh, test that says, "Well, you have this strain now," and uh, you know we got we got to haul you off and all that stuff, right? And be, in the, remember, at the beginning, we, we I did a let me play that we did like a uh, a little short cut down version of just showing how crazy it was. And at that time, I forget his name now, he was the main science writer at the New York Times sitting on MSNBC talking with Rachel Maddow and just saying, we need to separate you from your family. And of course, this is to, to keep you safe, right? And so that hasn't come yet. That didn't, that didn't manifest. But as we go into this new supposed wave here of the Delta variant, as we go into the, uh, the autumn here, the fall months, this is a very likely scenario that they might try to implement. And they might create so-called green zones. They might isolate people. They might bust in. We, we saw in the UK, we've seen in Australia, the busting in through people's doors. They're dragging families apart. All this crazy shit, right? And there were, there were, there were people on... Um, well, they're not, they're not right-wingers. I'm not even sure what they are. The, the so-called the white nationalists or like alt-right people. Uh, you know, uh, Richard Spencer and some of these people that were like laughing. Oh, they think they're going to put people in camps, you know, kind of thing. <clears throat> it's like, uh, yeah, they're talking about it on the media. They're releasing documents about creating green zones. All ever to protect you, of course, right? You know, him and his underlings, you know, uh, Ewan and uh, uh, what's the other guy called there? Oh, I can't even remember his name anymore. Uh... I'll come to me. Let's ridicule Red Eyes for talking about that there's some kind of conspiracy behind COVID. Yeah, that, that aged real goddamn well, right? So here's our money. Here's the, here's the little cut-down version here of, uh, of what they were talking about at the time. And so in 2020, we didn't see this manifest. But something tells me 2021, maybe going into 2022, as this gets worse and worse, as we have vaccinated people getting sicker and sicker, as more vaccines are rolled out, as more people are dying as a consequence of this particular measure that they've taken, which is complete opposition to, to complete contradiction to nature and what should be done when these types of viruses showed up. Protect the vulnerable, let the rest run through the population, develop herd immunity, gone. But again, you can't use that. So it will be blamed on unvaccinated people, and they might very well start hauling people away. But it could be people that have taken the vaccine too, for that matter. We'll just have to see. But here, here's that supercut. Just demonstrate to you just how insane it was when this started ramping up last year. Uh, and that we talked, we uh, highlighted these journalists sitting and talking about this. We have to separate you from your family for, for, for your own protection, of course. Look at this. In five Americans is about to be as New York joins California. Sorry, let me do that again. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. In five Americans is about to be living under a new world order as New York joins California. 
California and a growing list of U.S. states preparing to effectively shut down. You're not sure that America will ever get it together to do some of the more extreme forms of, of isolation and intrusive monitoring. Now, we don't want to have a lot of recovered people. You know, to be clear, we're trying through the shutdown uh, in the United States to not get to 1% of the population infected. This is just the beginning. This is just an attempt to freeze everything in place. Then the real work begins. Which is now. Which is this year. out of their home so that they don't infect their family members. Please remember to wash your hands often. Stay home if you are sick. I believe we will be able to avoid that uh, with the um, having this economic pain. We need to make sure that everybody continues to let us know where those folks are. If you've observed recurring violations of the Safer at Home order, please continue to let us know. Even if they have mild cases, even if they have almost no symptoms, they're gonna have to go someplace where they can um, get over it together and practice good social separation of at least six feet when possible. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person, because you don't want people moving around the world. We need to test literally millions of people because the first time you get a negative test means nothing. Uh, you know, a negative test yields no information. Loitering inside or outside of the store is strictly prohibited. Where you'll have some countries that won't have it under control, sadly, you don't want to completely block off the ability for those, you know, people to go there and come back and move around. Sometimes it takes three or four days, even after you have symptoms, for a test to turn up positive. Thank you for choosing Walmart. We're kind of in uncharted territory about how we minimize the pain. A lot more to do even after we go into a lockdown. Even the issue of once you get the case numbers down, there's a lot of dialogue um, between our foundation experts and the government now, but what does opening up look like? What we would do with people who had fevers. What you've described as these sort of temporary hospitals where people who have mild or moderate illness have to leave their families. You know the old expression about snitches? Well, in this case, snitches get rewards. We want to thank you for turning folks in and making sure we are all safe. You know, which activities have, like schools, have such benefit to be done in a way that the risk of transmission is very low. People who have fevers and get diagnosed as even, even just mild cases need to be isolated outside of their home. And which activities like mass gatherings uh, may be in a certain sense more optional. Is it safe to walk into a grocery store while openly carrying a fever? You're endangering the other people in the store. Now we're going to put you in isolation. We're going to, you know, it's, you're for your own protection. Not everybody's case is mild. And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. There you go. <clears throat> so this was back. Trust our plan. That's right. So this is back in April 2020 that we did that. That's the kind of dialogue they had at that point. 
Now, of course, it's kind of weaned off a little bit. It's that level of, I mean, it, not the fear mongering per se, but just as like we, we, we basically need to build gulags to just like haul people off. And in some places, this has happened, right? Look at the lockdowns in Australia. Look at this insanity in France, the vaccine passport. This is this is on, right? It's not it's like, I'm going to say, oh, it's all, it's, I didn't, wasn't that bad kind of thing. But in the U.S., this is going to potentially ramp up. And they'll actually start taking real measures in, in a way to try to, you know, to use this as an excuse, mitigate and all that stuff. I shared the link in the, in the chat. I saw a couple of people wanted it. But this is, yeah, this, this is last year. And it was after this point when, when we did this video where, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Mc, uh, Ewan uh, McGregor, Mc, McConnor, what's his name again? Uh, McCallan or something. I forget what the hell his name is. He's like a, a, a Richard Spencer underling and Mark Brahman as well came out of the woodwork. Like, oh, this is ridiculous and this is fear mongering and, you know, red eyes need to be ridiculed and all that gay stuff, right? <clears throat> Do you guys remember that? Well, and guess, guess, guess what? Look, look at what we have with these boys now where they are. <clears throat> look at this here. This is, the, this is the stance that these guys have taken now. Uh, maybe he's had falling outs with Brahman and or you and whatever his name, Evan Mc, Mc, what's his name? Anyway, um, it's too, you know, they're deep throating Spencer at every turn, basically. As the CDC itself says, <laughs> this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. No, that's scientifically completely wrong, as we've shown. It's actually the vaccinated that's now driving the pandemic. To be honest, he says, after all this, if an adult chooses not to be vaccinated because of being a Fox News fan or just a general lunatic, he has to face the consequences of his actions. <laughs> that's that's where they stand on this. That's your uh, your uh, your your pro-white thinker. I mean, I don't think it's even anymore, but you know, whatever. And so I said, imagine living your life at the whims of Rochelle Walensky, who's heading up the CDC. Any of these people, for that matter. But especially these people are the ones who are so concerned about Jewish influence and all this stuff all the time. Well, guess who's heading up the CDC if this is... I'm not saying it's a disqualifier on that basis alone. But these people do. This is how they're operating now. Oh, no. That, oh, well, on this one issue... On this one thing, though, they're absolutely correct. They're completely telling us the truth. Nothing else with it. Well, if you well if you believe CDC, you, you take all these other actions too, though. Obey, bow down. Do the do the measures that they're going to impose when they when they say, well, racism is a serious threat to public health. So if you're a white person, guess what? You have to bow down. You have to step to the side. Or you have to take this pill. Look at this. We have this uh, electromagnetic field that we can subject your brain to now to lessen your bias against other ethnic groups. Uh, or maybe even limit your belief in God. Well, it turns out we, we need to subject everyone who's white to these measures because, well, racism is a public health crisis now. Why is that not legitimate while what they're saying about the vaccine legitimate all of a sudden? Or anything about the pandemic for that matter, right? So it's his usual pick and choose, you know. Oh, no, no, this one thing. Oh, they lie. They lie about this one historical event, but that's the only thing they lie about. 
all the other stuff, that's just crazy conspiracy theory, right? And paranoia. And this is the framing there, too. It's like, yeah, because the only, only thing that exists in the universe is someone who's watching Fox News or believes in conspiracies and, and all the other sane people. That's the only thing. That, that's all it is. Yeah, we're, we don't want to take the vaccine because we're watching Fox News. That basically sounds like a, 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 like a liberal dumbass with the same damn argument that we hear on MSNBC, on CNN, on The Young Turks, uh, on David Pakman's show. It's, it's all the same, right? All the same. But at the same time, he did admit that uh, whatever ideology this man now represents, uh, Bertrand, Richard Bertrand Spencer, uh, is that they have more in common with the far left. Really attempted and failed at attempt, you know, in, in creating a totally independent thing. Like we are, we we are absolutely willing to dump Trump. Like no question. We have a totally different worldview from conservatism. We don't have much in common with them. We might have more in common with the left on just basic issues. That is always oh, no, I what I agree. Promoted. Well, there you go. I'm not, I'm not a big Trump fan, so he's not over Trump. <clears throat> but they're basically leftists. There's there's no CNN contributor, Richard Spencer. There's no distinction distinction here. And in the beginning, this was much of the uh, of the stance of uh, white nationalism was this. <clears throat> it was a great falling out in the beginning, too. Some, of course, have crawled to the cross and have been forced to admit that, yeah, there was kind of a little uh, government overreach here, I think. And, uh, you know, hey, I'm one of you guys now. No recognition, no little nod. Hey, sorry, guys, I know you were, uh, you were right on this. <laughs> you know. Is, oh, well, you know, the CDC says we got to obey, got to bow down, got to bend over, whatever they say. Well, what's the, the World Economic Forum also says. Uh, the, the, the liberal media says all kinds of things about white people. Just bow down, submit, do what they tell you to do. All right, so here's out of Australia to continue the, uh, the madness here. Actually, I, do I have to? Yeah, actually, I have two. We'll get to this in a moment here, the uh, Aussie version of this, of the, the gulag camps. Uh, their CDC version, which is kind of interesting. But let's listen to Leanna Wen first, too. Because she actually, no, this is a good clip, because it also demonstrates this aspect of, like, how the vax, the, the COVID response ties into this idea of, like, you know, it's, ra it's racism and it's disparities in the healthcare industry that led to this, and it's more, somehow it's more unfair to non-white people. And it's like, well, if you want to believe these people, go right ahead, right? Uh, but here's Diana Wen talking about uh, first a little bit on COVID and then it weaves into uh, the, the, her anti-white stance on this too. Listen to this here. So I want to ask you about that vaccine mandate. Where does that bar really lie for you then when we should start saying, you know what, schools actually do need to start mandating that their children be vaccinated against coronavirus. I mean, parents are not new to having these vaccine mandates for other diseases and, and for other things. And especially once that vaccine is available for children 12 and under, do we need to really start thinking about mandating vaccines for all children that are going to school? Of course. Of course we do. Yeah, it's a great question. I think we need to start start with vaccine requirements for healthcare workers, 
for individuals working in nursing homes. And we are now seeing more and more companies um, implement vaccine requirements because that's in the best interest of their workers and their families and their customers as well. I think we need to normalize this for adults and where there is that we have now been giving these vaccines to hundreds of millions of people around the world. We know that they are safe and effective. And then I think (laughs) also in schools, we should start at least implementing a testing requirement. For Mm, example, we can say that everyone needs to be tested at least once a week. But if you are vaccinated, if you're a teacher or a student that's vaccinated, you can opt out of that testing requirement. That's another very important push so that we are making vaccination the easy and convenient choice. And in the meantime, testing is also a layer of protection that's really important to help to keep these schools safe too. And then they're showing the the stock <laughs> the stock prices of the of the vaccine manufacturers like to the to the left of her when they're ta- talking about this. Uh, but anyway, well, to her left. But um, look at the uh, okay. So now they're getting into the anti-white stuff or like all oh, this racism and all that stuff next. And it, it, we've talked about Leanna Wen many times. She's mostly on CNN, but she she goes all over. I right? just vehement. I mean, just ve- like absolute no. Uh, no respect whatsoever for uh, traditional Western values, right? She's literally like straight out of the CCP, uh, this woman. Uh, And just telling Americans what they should do, how they should act. You need to change everything. We need carrots and sticks and we need to beat it over their heads, make it as difficult for them as possible to get to, to force them into getting vaccinated. Dr. Wen, in your book, you you talk about uh, basically your origin story and, you know, coming from an immigrant family and your experience with public Mm. health and with public assistance. I want to ask you, just looking back so far, what we've done and how the U.S. has dealt with the pandemic, what would you say is maybe a missed step or, or something that we still haven't yet hit on when it comes to looking at the most vulnerable of our population? Yeah, so fuck white people. It's uh, we don't care about them. That's what she's saying here. I'm glad you mentioned the most vulnerable because COVID-19 is certainly unmasked underlying health disparities. Mm, We've seen that this is it's not the virus that's discriminating, as in when we see unequal outcomes among uh, black Americans, Latino Americans, Native Americans compared to whites. When we see that people with low income are disproportionately affected by COVID, it's not that the virus is specifically targeting these groups. It's that our systems are unequal. We've also seen that Mm, unless we specifically address disparities, there going to worsen. And so we need to, going forward, we need to do even more when it comes to vaccinations, testing, making sure that we're protecting those who are the most vulnerable. And I think another lesson coming out of all of this is how much it hurts our overall response when something that's as basic as mask wearing or vaccines become politicized. And <laughs> I really worry about public yeah. health moving forward because we've seen now um, some state legislatures even limit the ability of health departments to respond in the future as as in if there are tuberculosis outbreaks or measles outbreaks, there the public health powers of local health departments and state health departments are even more limited than before. So I really worry about the politicizing of public health and what this means for the ability of health departments to protect the people that they serve. You're the guys who's politicizing. All of this has turned political. All of it was political, and and now they're doing a Solinsky tactic where they're blaming the opposition. Don't poli- don't politicize this now. Oh, it's not about politics. It's not about, no, no, it's not about changing your way of life at all. It's not about removing all the things we've been trying to remove for decades, but doing it under the guise of protecting you against this imaginary you know, pandemic. Are there people dying? Yes, absolutely. But it's like, 
there's nothing of of what they've been trying to sell us is 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 basically what's happened here. The survival rates are very high. And if you want to take your chances, you should be allowed to take your chances. No one else should be able to force you, but mandates are coming. They are coming. There's going to be, as we covered in the Weekend Warrior show, as Fauci said, a flood of mandates. And this is, by the way, this is what he said regarding, oh, your little your little freedom, you want to have your, uh, oh, you, you, I know you must like to have your individual freedom, but sorry, we got to... We got to do away with that now for the uh, for the greater good, of course. Now, again, like I'm not against government having policies of actually taking care of their people and doing things which are actually beneficial to him. But their track record has been abuse, neglect, uh, in fact, been been uh, uh, violence or. Yeah, I mean, in a way you could say, I mean, these are the same governments that have done bio warfare uh, experiments on its population. It's the same governments that have been doing testing on its population, lying to them, subjecting them to propaganda, trying to replace them, uh, hating them, hating their culture, our heritage. We need to move to the side. Uh, we favor uh, immigrants over you now, right? If that wasn't the track record, but you had a track record where they actually were looking out for the people that they're supposed to represent, it's a completely different universe and completely different set of discussions that we can have at that point. But it's not that these people have and deserve to earn trust or respect or that they all of a sudden show up all of it. Now, well, now it's serious. Now it's for real, though. Yeah, we know politicians lie and there's all these corruption and they're all like slime balls everywhere. And, and you know, but, but no, no, now it's now it's for real. OK, now it's serious. Anyway, here's Fauci talking about how, well, you, you must I know people must like to have their little individual freedom. But sorry, we got to got to do away with that now. Dr. Fauci, do you agree with Randy Weingarten, the head of the largest teachers union in the country who came out yesterday and said, yes, teachers should be vaccinated inside schools? Do you think they should be mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. I mean, we are in a critical situation now. We've had 615,000 plus deaths and we are in a major surge now as we're going into the fall, into the school season. This is very serious business. You would wish that people would see why it's so important to get vaccinated, but you're not gonna get mandates centrally from the federal government. But when you're talking about yeah, local we'll about mandates, that. mandates for schools, for teachers, for universities, for colleges, I'm sorry, I, I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told <laughs> to do something, but I think we're in such a serious situation now well, of course. that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done. Yep, mandates should be done. Yeah, so it's coming. Hopefully you live in a, in a state within the U.S. that are pushing back against this, and that's going to say no, not do, not do these mandates, right? Now they say they can't do it on a federal level, but yeah, we'll see about that. There's rumors now that... Uh, uh, before September, uh, Biden is going to try to do this. I would love to see. This is one of the reasons why you want to get out of those big cities. Get away. There's going to be task force. There's going to be millions of people lining up to be on these new, uh, you know, patrols and stuff, right? There's going to be, you know, COVID, um, you know, uh, armies, right? It's like, what, what do they call them again? Civilian task forces, right? Stuff like that. Um, 
I think even when FEMA was announced, it was something like that, right? That basically the, what the military or even national defense can't do, we need another other, other type of uh, government entity, essentially a body that can take care of these kinds of problems when they arise. Um, so here's, let's rush through this a little bit quicker here, but Australia, uh, basically COVID, COVID uh, gulags, or camps if you prefer, but I prefer to call them gulags because it's more aligned with their political ideology. Um, in Australia has constructed what they call mandatory supervised quarantine facilities. They're called Centers for National Resilience. And they had a little bit of a document that came out and it's apparently being sent to uh, selected residents as well in Australia. Let me zoom in a bit so you can see here. Official letter to the resident Department of Premier and Cabinet. Um... The Australian government is working with the Victorian government to build an accommodation facility at 135 Donnybrook Road that will be used for mandatory quarantine accommodation for the duration of the COVID-19 pandemic. The facility will be created, uh, will be called the Centre for National Resilience, Melbourne. The centre will be an important feature of the uh, public health response to COVID-19 and its primary purpose of enabling strong infection prevention and control measures to ensure the, ensure the healthy and safety of all Victorians. Anyway, it goes on from there. You can read the rest if you want on the screen. You can just pause if you're watching the real play, replay. Um, so that's allegedly real, right? But here's the um, uh, links to the websites here on um, coronavirus.nt, Northern Territories gov.au coronavirus uh, coronavirus covid-19 mandy mandatory supervised quarantine right this is this is the coof camps we're talking about be prepared being up to date arrival face masks physical distancing and room it's all on their website people were like making fun of people who talked about this just a, a while ago and now it's actually here here's more senior of the honorable simon birmingham uh, Minister of Finance in Australia, contract awarded to deliver Centre for National Resilience in Mickleham. Uh, as part of Morrison government's ongoing response to the COVID-19 pandemic and following a competitive uh, tender process, global construction company Multiplex. Was that, uh, was it, um, was that fifth element? Multipass? That's basically what we're getting now, right, with the uh, COVID <laughs> Multipass. Here's Multiplex has been selected to deliver a new 1,000-bed Center for National Resilience in Mickelheim. So it's stepping the longer management of COVID-19, blah, blah. I'm just showing this to say it's it's real, like it's it's on their websites. So it's like this is what they're doing now, right? Uh, and here's more on the so-called segregation between unvaccinated and vaccinated uh, down under. Look at this. We will ease restrictions in phase B on vaccinated residents. The details of that are still to be worked through. They're still to be determined. So those matters have not been settled and we've established a small working group involving uh, the Northern Territory, Victoria and Tasmania, um, and they will lead the work on that process with their officials and those premiers, bringing back to the National Cabinet a set of uh, recommendations as to what the options will be uh, for those different arrangements for vaccinated residents in phase B. So if you get vaccinated, there will be special rules that apply to you. Why? Because if you're vaccinated, you present less of a public health risk. 
you are less likely to get the virus, you are less likely to transmit it, you are less likely to get a serious illness and be hospitalised, and you are less likely to die. And so that principle of easing restrictions on vaccinated residents, details of which are still to be worked through. Yeah, so basically this is coming, right? The split is coming, the two-tier society, the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed, right? Here's a, an example. I think this is out of the UK. Um, vaccinated only. I don't, it, it could be uh, It could be fake. I grant it could be Photoshop. I don't think it is, but it could. Be. I understand that it could be. But this, regardless, that is what's coming. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. I have a clip here from France, too, regarding them uh, walking around and, and checking them for the vaccine passports when they're sitting in uh, cafes and stuff like that, right? But just because we're in Australia and the insane climate down there, here's an Australian journalist who, despite suffering a heart inflammation, uh, fever, and chest pain after getting the jab, still begs the audience to get the jab. Georgia Clark says, so I'm hospitalized after developing rare heart inflammation linked to Pfizer. And even with this side effect, I would get the jab again. Side effects can be treated. Dying from COVID can't. Well, the risks are very low, very small. Let's listen. So I just spent the night in hospital with chest pain. I've had chest pain for about a week. It started about a week after I got my second dose of Pfizer. Um, I'm feeling okay. Oh, the pain's being managed with medication. Um, and the doctors believe it's pericarditis, which is a very rare side effect. Yeah, it's rare. It's just rare, vaccine. guys. Um, <laughs> it's totally fine. Treated, which is the important thing. Um, and really, I just wanted to film this message to say that even despite these side effects, I would get the vaccine again. Um, there you go. Get the vaccine again. There's, there's nothing you can do to help these people, right? <clears throat> Again, the risks are not that. If you have prior conditions, if you have like, I could, okay, I can understand the arguments and all that stuff, right? Or, you know, quarantine, take measures, blah, 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 right? But for the vast majority of people, it's totally fine. Totally fine. Here's uh, the vaccine passport checks have begun in France. Here they are walking around at cafes. <clears throat> and so this is, you know, papier and bitte, right? That's what the uh, left was always afraid of, wasn't it? Oh, it'll be like Nazi Germany again, you know, kind of thing. It's like, well, you're the ones doing it now. <laughs> you're, you're the ones. You're the ones who are actually doing that now. And I'm not. No, I'm not saying they're the real Nazis. I mean, they're, they're commies. They're, they're, they're they have more aligned with communism than they do with national socialism, right? It's just a fact. It's fine. Just call them communism. Just call them Bolsheviks. That's fine. Commie globalists, right? I, I don't care. It's fine. But they're not national socialists. Uh, okay, we'll rush through some of these last things here. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to cover real quick, and then we're going to wrap up shortly. I start a bit later today, too. Here's uh, Dr. Rand. Uh, yeah, I think he's a doctor, actually. But Rand Paul, uh, where apparently, well, some people say suspended, which means um, uh, suspended from uh, YouTube uh, temporarily, I believe. I don't think he has his whole channel axed. Uh, but a good uh, beginning, a good start to the rally cry of what needs to happen in terms of people's organization against the overreach that's now happening. It's time for us to resist. They can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed, although I've got a long list of ones they might keep closed or might ought to keep closed. We don't have to accept the mandates. 
lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. Nancy Pelosi, you will not arrest or stop me or anyone on my staff from doing our jobs. We have either had COVID, had the vaccine, or been offered the vaccine. We will make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. President Biden, we will not accept your agency's mandates or your reported moves towards a lockdown. No one should follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. And if you want to shut down federal agencies again, some of which aren't even back to work yet, I will stop every bill coming through the Senate with an amendment to cut their funding if they don't come back to work in person. Local bureaucrats and union bosses, we will not allow you to do more harm to our children again this year. Children are not at any more risk from COVID than they are from the seasonal flu. Every adult who works in schools has either had the vaccine or had their chance to get vaccinated. There is no reason for mask mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind in school and are being harmed physically and psychologically by the tactics that you have used to keep them from the classroom during the last year. We won't allow it again. If a school system attempts to keep children from full-time in-person school, I will hold up every bill with two amendments, one to defund them and another to allow parents the choice of where the money goes for their child's education. Do I sound fed up to you? That's because I am. I'm not a career politician. I practiced medicine for 33 years. I graduated from Duke Medical School. I've worked in emergency rooms. I've studied immunology and virology and I ultimately chose to become an eye surgeon. I've been telling everyone for a year now that Dr. Fauci and other public health bureaucrats were not following the science, and I've been proven right time and time again. But I'm not the only one who's fed up. I can't go anywhere these days without people coming up and thanking me for standing up for them, whether I'm at work or at events in Kentucky, at airports, in restaurants, or in stores. People thank me for taking a stand. They thank me for standing up for actual science, for standing up for freedom, for standing against mandates, lockdowns, and bureaucratic power grabs. I think the tide is turning as more and more people are willing to stand up. I see stories from across the country of parents standing up to the unions and school boards. I see brave moms standing up and saying, my kids need to go back to school in person. I see members of Congress refusing to comply with petty tyrant Pelosi. We are at a moment of truth and a crossroads. Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do further harm to our society, economy, and children? Or will we stand together and say, absolutely not, not this time, I choose freedom. All right, so, I mean, it's, it's a good start. Yeah, <clears throat> yes, uh, th there's other you know, issues here, but, um, no, overall, I think, yeah, I, I mean, overall, I think, I think he's right. Uh, it's, it's, there has to be, uh, opposition. People have to put their foot down again. We've talked about this, but basically if we, uh, if we let them in on this front, it will never stop. It will it'll be, it'll be one thing after another. And in fact, we're already kind of on that path. Uh, but on this issue, you, uh, we, we need to cooperate as much as possible with anybody who's willing uh, to push back against this. So apparently there was a um, an anti-mask, uh, you know, kind of uh, event, I guess, or whatever, uh, in Tennessee. 
just good to see uh, a lot of people out uh, protesting. Let's just uh, listen in real quick here. So it's good. It's good to see, right? It's uh, it, again, it's a start. There's a lot of other problems here, uh, but it is a it is a start. Uh, and we've seen some uh, pushback in some you know some states more than others and stuff like that. And we've seen a lot more, I think, pushback in um, uh, you know in in France, uh, in Greece, uh, even the UK. A lot of videos coming out of the weekend. A lot of protests uh, in London and stuff. A lot of the uh, native Europeans. Are out pushing back against this. I don't see uh, all of a sudden the diversity that's uh, dominating many of the our capitals' streets in Europe. It's uh, a lot of white faces uh, that are out. Whatever there, whatever that tells you. But um, yeah. So anyway, uh, wanted to do a, a quick uh, just talk about this idea too. That it's basically so in the wake of this. So far, what we've seen when it comes to the businesses that have taken a stand against, you know, whether it's vaccines or masks or stuff like that, have been doing extremely well. You know, big tech are doing what they can to limit and, and, and prevent the spread of these businesses. You know, Yelp have like put, you know, uh, blocks on, on uh, you know, the restaurant in California, the guy who said uh, no vaccinated people here kind of thing, put blocks on their pages to make sure that people can't write good reviews and, you know, these kinds of things, right? Uh, but there, I think there is a real opportunity here in terms of, I mean, it's something that's a parallel option here. A parallel economy, essentially. Like an economy for the unvaccinated, essentially. Because they are going to push us out of that. Those who choose not to do this, take this experimental shot, are most likely going to be pushed out to the side, pushed to the side of society. Uh, secondhand citizens, some people choose the term segregation, whatever. That's it's 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 what it is, right? Um, and, um, uh, and I think there's a real opportunity, like as bad as things are when it comes to the economy and opportunity and supply chain issues and all that stuff. But if you've ever thought about starting a business or doing something on your own, now is an, is a perfect time to do it. It depends a little bit, maybe on what area, what state, if you're in the U S you're in and stuff like that. But so far, we've seen we've seen restaurants in France that are putting up signs and saying no, you know, no health pass in this restaurants. These restaurants are full. California, the restaurants it's absolutely full. There's taxi firms. We played a clip in the Weekend Warrior show, and they're making a little bit of a joke out of it. Of course, there's no way, as far as I know, they can check if they've actually have been vaccinated or not. But they're making a point and saying we don't want any vaccinated people here, and you you're not you're not you cannot wear a mask, right? So do what they're doing, but in the opposite direction. Make a point. And it looks like a lot of these businesses are starting up, whether it's a service or whether they're offering goods or whatever they're doing, are very, uh, a lot of people are liking this. People are loving it. They're flocking to these places just to support them, but they also need somewhere to go if things are if things are getting worse, right? Um, whatever it is, right? There will be people who, who themselves have, I think, as well on top of it, weirdly, because let's assume someone is starting like a, they're starting a grocery store where people don't have to be vaccinated to walk in or something right it could potentially go so far that the that the very people doing business with that grocery store you know it doesn't have to be a chain it's just a small you know some somewhere right 
if oh if you don't have vaccination or a protocol in place we won't even let you buy our produce or so you know this is how crazy it could get right i think you'll begin you'll begin seeing like go-betweens people are like actually have been vaccinated but they still don't agree with the mandatory uh, the mandates of this or for the government's forcing it on people or something like that that's starting to work as an as a as a go-between and just imagine what this will go when the fourth industrial revolution gets into place as well by the way you'll have you'll have things that you know blockchain based um you know certificates right uh, hand digital handshakes uh maybe even augmented reality you know someone's walking around with their with their uh their image augmentation chip, and they're, they they don't get a visual um, confirmation signal or a, or a digital handshake from uh, from whoever's they're meeting. They're looking at you, but they don't seem to have what uh, everyone else has. I don't get any augmentation, uh, you know, information about the person. What's going on? They're falling outside of the system. They don't want to take part. What is this? I can't trust it. I don't see a name. I don't see a mixed genetic uh, fertility percentage uh, score, you know. I mean, you get, who knows where this will end, right? Augmentation is coming. The, the 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 entering onto the mRNA path in and of itself is an is is a crossing the Rubicon into the transhumanist field. It's saying yes, we can update our genetic code. We need we can we can insert pieces of code to update the human body. CRISPR, all these crazy things. Nothing is off the off the table if we open this door and letting the government control this kind of stuff, right? You'll have people, you know, acting as go-betweens, like ghosts between the real world and the digital new world where people will be living in, completely isolated in some augmented bubble somewhere, right? They can actually like help facilitate things between the the, the new weird digital world and the uh, and the and the undigitized world or unimplanted uh, world. Right? Who who knows what direction this will go, right? Uh, but this is crazy times, and we've talked about the interface between the fourth industrial revolution. And uh, and COVID nineteen, you know, Klaus Schwab being at the very, you know, forefront, uh, the face for this. He's not the, he's not the man behind this, but he's a face for this. They like these kinds of guys to push them in the front, and so you know, people can have a perception of who's behind it, without knowing who's really behind the 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 scenes, who's behind the curtain, so to speak. Um, but there is a clip we can play, and this will be one of the last things we do here because I do have to wrap up. Uh, which plays into what they want to do, right? We've heard of Internet of Things. That's going to come in the wake of this. We're going to have to control the supply chains. We have to go to prevent all these catastrophic consequences that's going that, that's going to be inflicted on the world as a consequence of the financial uh, of choking out the financial system during the lockdowns, inflation, supply chain issues. We've talked about all of this. It will be an Internet of Things, fourth industrial revolution type solution that they'll offer us for this, right? Including you. You're going to be part of this too. But you're going to be a, another type of node point in this. You're going to be, there's going to be an Internet of Bodies. It's not just going to be Internet of Things, it's going to be an Internet of Bodies. You're going to be a part of a much bigger system here that ties into an artificial intelligence structure. It ties into you know, just ubiquitous surveillance. They will know your thoughts. That's when the real, you know, chasing down the, or those guilty of hate crimes and things like that. They'll know your thoughts. But anyway, the point is, 
They're talking about this, and Klaus Schwab is talking about this too. We'll change what it means to be human. We'll have the digital interface. We'll have a digital version of you. And it will blend uh, you know, back and forth. We'll manipulate you in ways we don't even comprehend yet. Here's a short clip just explaining this a little bit in terms of the Internet of, of Bodies, which is where this will go, right? If we accept the passports, if we accept the, the, the gene edits or the updates, the software updates to our gene geno genomic code, all of this is just going to come cascading. Next. They call it part of the fourth industrial revolution. One of the features of this fourth industrial revolution is that it doesn't change what we are doing, but it changes us. The very idea of human being some sort of natural concept is really going to change. Up until now, the conversation we've been having is around freedom of speech. Once we can access people's thoughts and access people's emotions. The focus, as all of you know, today is on what's now called the Internet of Bodies involving medical implants and other kinds of devices that go inside your body and all together with the Internet as a whole comprise the Internet of Bodies. The Internet of Bodies, or IOB, is, um, is actually an ecosystem. It's a bunch of devices that are connected to the Internet that contain software and that either collect personal health data about you or can alter the body's function. We think of the Internet of Bodies as this collection of all these devices as well as all the data that the devices are gathering about you. And in healthcare, it's Internet of Bodies has, has been around for quite a while. So the Internet of Bodies, um, imagine the power of AI. What is artificial intelligence? It's a way to automate computation and cognition. So we can now automate learning, perceiving, uh, doing computation. It's a pervasive general purpose technology that will be used in all of our industries that will come into our professional networks, our private networks, our schools, our industries and our offices. What I wanted to epitomize with the Internet of Bodies is this notion that we will be under assessment, we will be under measure of computation in every aspect of our lives in the future, from what you eat, who you date, what you buy on the internet, um, how much energy you use, but also what are your vital signs, how well are you doing in terms of health, uh, what kind of specific genetic quirks do you have, what's your genome telling about your health, about your mental health, mm -hmm. about how well you are doing, how well you are aging, what kind of disease you are sus susceptible to. It has a bit of an Orwellian twinge to it. Well, <laughs> well yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about that. <clears throat> I don't know, you go, uh, you go right ahead, okay? I'll uh, I'll come. I'll be there later, okay? All right. So that's what they're that's what they want. That's why we have to put our foot down now because it will never stop, right? It will never stop. Uh, and I don't want to live with the, I don't want these people to dictate to me how I should live, right? So, going to wrap up here shortly. Um there are, but again, there are other solutions here, and they're just not giving it to us, right? That's one of the reasons. Uh, em once emergency health use authorization is, is, is out of the window because the FDA is doing their approval, and that's expected to happen at any point now, it'll be pushed everywhere. There will be mandates, but then the discussion of uh, things like ivermectin, hydrochloroquine, and other things would probably, it won't be as intense at that point, right? Because then emergency use authorization is no longer necessary. So right now, apparently in Israel, they're doing experimental treatments 
Uh, here's one story claiming that 90% of patients treated with experimental Israeli COVID drug discharged within five days. Um, so that's interesting. We've co- uh, covered a couple of these over the over the last few. And, and it could be a, a situation here too where they've gotten the Sputnik vaccine primarily in Israel. I'm actually not sure. Uh, and now they might go over to something like this. We'll see what happens. We're keeping an eye on it. Very strange. This I wanted to cover in more detail. We'll do that next uh, next time. We're a little bit later now, but uh, uh, apparently I'm going to go through the more detail. But th- apparently they're they're they still have not isolated the actual COVID nineteen virus. Uh, and I want to go through it in more detail. But I just want to show you the headline that that's still still an aspect that's there. Still something we're not getting like proper answers to, like what actually, what is it? How do you determine between the different strains and stuff, right? I mean, some people say it's, you know, it's all fake. It's not even a virus and stuff like that. Seems to be something going on, whatever it is. That's a little bit different. Yes, flu-like, but something a little different, you know. Unless they're faking all that. The hell do I know? Maybe they're, fa- maybe they're faking all of it. I, I don't know, right? Uh, the point is you can't trust uh, anything that's coming out. That's what's so sad about this um, whole thing it, it, it just it's and again it doesn't i mean it matters obviously it matters it's very important but it's how they're treating it and how they're using it that's still at that's the most immediate emergency right but we still have to know uh what it is and, and if they don't isolate it how can we even expect them to develop treatments against against it right so anyway we'll return to that i might go through this article it's from natural news mike adams site so we'll go through that in more detail and try to figure that out uh, let me do these entropy uh, streams here, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, let me see here. Bill Hoover, did we do that one? No, Bill Hoover. Uh, these people are like a cult. When the cult leader says the world is going to end, but when it when it doesn't uh, when it doesn't, that proves the cult leader was right, and they believe more. Yeah, that's right. It's just no matter how much they fail, we believe them even more. It, I, I think it says the dependency again. Like you, you're so dependent on. If you've sold yourself to this belief or attached yourself to them as your savior out of the situation, they can continue to betray you and you will still be attached to believing whatever they say. Because the option and of uh, and the admission, admitting to yourself that you've been, you've been fooled is far worse for like the, you know, for your psychological health than anything else. That's a refusal to, to believe it. Uh, Nathaniel Westerman says, regardless of how you view the vaccine, the situation betrays a much deeper government issue. Neoliberalism is so detached from those uh, it seeks to govern that, in the popular mind, its leaders might as well be evil vampires on a Malthusian power trip. Yeah, I mean, it is It is Malthusian. I mean, it is. It, it's just There's just no out of situation out of that. And again, I, I think I think it comes down to this, like, they think they'll just they have just earned our trust and earned our respect out of the virtue of them being in in authority and authority and being you know in a situation where they can subject uh, us to their to their whims and they have just not done that and and they continue to betray that and instead of dealing with people and and facing dealing with things head on they they ban they censor they target they harass it's coercion it's propaganda it's the most lowest tactics that they have to deal with people that do not believe what they have to sell us, right? Instead of doing it honestly and, and, and you know, how it should be done, essentially. Uh, Nathaniel again says, Richard Spencer is a real gem, isn't he? 
I'm an insightful intellectual. Takes on everything from the comfort of his financial security. Yeah, there you go. That is uh, that is absolutely true. Yeah, it's easy to uh, burn every bridge and uh, uh, be reckless when uh, when you really don't have to suffer the consequences in a way that the people who don't have uh, that particular type of safety net and fallback as an option. Uh, and those people, of course, will be much worse off. And that's why every single uh, bridge and every single relationship almost have been burnt uh, by these people. And uh, and most people turn against them. And uh, think they're scum. Lumberjack. Hail o seal. Uh, means um, safe and sound. Um, thank you, uh, sir. Let me see. What was your name again? Uh, I have to click over. Lumberjack. Is it? Lumberjack says, uh, safe and sound, Henry. Keep up the good work. You're having an impact. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Very kind of you. Okay. We will do this as a last thing here before we check out. I do appreciate you joining us today, guys. Let me see if I can refresh Odyssey. I just want to make sure there's nothing there. Did that go down? No. Is Odyssey still up and running? Oh, that's weird. I can refresh that right now. Hopefully Odyssey is still rolling. If not, we'll, uh, we'll check that out, see what's going on. Oh, having some issues with Odyssey, seems like. Uh, that's fine. Thank you, everybody. Joining us in Trovo, uh, on Trovo, rather. I do appreciate that. Uh, appreciate you all where, wherever you're watching. Uh, VK, Float. We upload, of course, as always, to Rumble uh, and BitChute. And, of course, we upload to Odyssey as well later on. Uh, and, again, just a reminder, if you do watch on BitChute, we are, for now, at least breaking it up into two different segments uh, because uh, it just doesn't work for us to upload a longer video for some reason. That's changed, so we're not sure what's going on there. Hopefully, they have resolved. Uh, but if not, watch it on another uh, source, uh, such as Odyssey, such as Rumble, uh, such as redice.tv or redicemembers.com, uh, other places as well. You can watch it, of course. But uh, we'll end with this video. We actually played it at the end of uh, the Weekend Warrior show. But it's uh, interesting. It's uh, Kai Murrow's, one of his little short speeches uh, that have been uh, illustrated, I guess you could say, with some footage uh, and some animations and videos and stuff like that. But guys... Thank you so much for uh, tuning in today. We do appreciate it. We'll see you guys soon. We'll be back, of course, with Flashback Friday. Hopefully, we can have uh, Lana's latest video up tomorrow. I've been working on it uh, between all the live streams and stuff like that. As always, it takes a bit longer time than usual, but uh, I hope to have it done. If not, uh, we're aiming for it towards the weekend with that uh, latest video on equity, by the way. Uh, but otherwise, take care. Thank you to everyone joining us over in chat today. Uh, Entropy, Odyssey, Trovo, appreciate you all. Have a great weekend. Remember... Or great weekend, great rest of your week. We'll see you Friday before the weekend. We're actually taking, uh, we're actually taking uh, the weekend off this time because uh, we have a little bit of an event coming up the, over the weekend. So I'm thinking about that. But uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys Friday. Uh, but uh, check this out. This is very important. I think this is a good inspirational clip as well. Take care, guys. Keep fighting. Stay brave. See you guys later. The liberals keep warning people about us and our plans. The liberals are like old babbling women who tell horror stories of what will happen if nationalists take over one day. And of course the liberals are right. Once we are unleashed, we will open the gates of hell and summon the, the full of Europeans. There is nothing more frightening in this world than the bloodlust of a nation that has suffered injustice. Those who thought that Europe 
fall will soon be greatly disrupted. Those who conspire to harm Europeans will soon fear for their lives. We will decimate the predatory migration states. We will revitalize Europe. We will re-industrialize Europe. We will re-militarize Europe. We will call a global mobilization of the European people. Races. Existence is at stake. We are defending our own soil and our roots go deep. You can fight nature only so far, but once you have crossed the line, nature strikes back. Love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this 
without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.